This is Two Dudes and a Six Pack with your hosts, Grayson and Chris. Tight, 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 yeah. That's good. Join us as we cover a six pack of topics from booze Excellent. to pop culture. Inconceivable. So, pull up a chair and crack open a beer as we discuss the best. Here's to feeling good all the time. Of the worst. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And welcome back, everybody, to Two Dudes and a Six Pack. Yes, we are out of quarantine to come visit you in quarantine. And um, if you haven't been with us in a while, it's uh, we make the best of the worst situations through booze and pop culture. And we are in a very strange situa- situation right now. But um, before we get into that, we're gonna introductions are in order. So you got me, Grayson, on this side of the glass, and on the other side, we've got your friend and mine, Chris. Yeah, what's up, everybody? It's been a, a long time. It's been too long. Yes, but we figured since it's got nothing else to watch on television, we can't go outside. You can't do anything. There's no better time than right now to listen to some brand new podcasts. So we have got your back. We're gonna fill that void. Yes, yes. Your, and, your content, your entertainment, we've got it on. we got it covered. Uh, there's just one rule. You have to be drinking alcohol with us. Otherwise, I don't know what you're doing. So, Yeah, that it enhances the entire experience. Yeah, it makes listening to us bearable. I mean, <laughs> let's face it. That's why we're drinking alcohol. It's like, I got to drink alcohol just to listen to Chris talk. Uh, and, yeah. and, and I know he feels the same way. It's a twofer, man. I get to I get to drink some booze, talk to you, and and we can just you know chat about stuff. Yeah, and uh, I'd stu- be drinking beer anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. It makes just it makes you feel like less of an alcoholic when you actually you know. I'll be recording a podcast, honey. Right. Stop right. bothering me. <laughs> get out of it's quarantine and go buy me some beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I just don't well, understand. Weirdly enough. Beer is widely available. I've yes. had no problem finding any beer. Yeah. Everyone's buying toilet paper, which is, it's a, I don't know why. You know, it's, it's a respiratory illness, not a shit your brains out illness. Um, but I don't, I don't know. We'll get into that in a, in a bit. But this whole thing, we're focusing in on contaminant contagion stuff. You know, we did an end of the world, uh, like a uh, fallout thing a couple months ago. And so we're going to kind of revisit some of those. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I might throw in some new questions to you, Chris, just for... Uh, okay. Um, because I remember that we were talking about that, and then it's like, oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but anyways, uh, we might as well just crack open our first uh, beer. Let's do it. So I'm ready. Yeah. Well, okay. What, what, what do you got in store? Okay. First beer that I got this time around is a... Milkshake inspired India Pale Ale mm. from Shorts Brew. I'm, very... uh, I'm not exactly sure what milkshake inspired means. Right, right. It, and I don't know why we're mixing it with an India Pale Ale either. Yeah. So it's called Go Juice. The reason why I picked it up, it's got a skeleton on the front. It looks like he's drinking maybe some coffee. It's called Go Juice. Sort of reminded me of like a Go Bug Out bag or something like that. Okay. You know, something you would grab in in the event of some massive, you know, disaster coming your way. Right. So I don't know. And and we've talked about this on on the podcast before, but the whole IPA 
style of beer is just so overworked that I guess now they're resorting to milkshake-inspired versions of IPA. Yeah, now they're just mixing IPAs into stuff. And now it's just yeah. bleeding over. It's like you just painted a nice watercolor, you got your purple down, but then you put the color next to it, and the purple is just bleeding everywhere. That's right, what the, uh, right. That's what IPA is doing. It's just like, let's just... All right, we, we have really uh, tampered enough with this beer style. Let's just, like, we're going to mix it in everything else. That that IPA is not quarantine. It's spreading like wildfire. <laughs> exactly. It's infecting everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I popped it open. I gave it a sniff. It smells like what I would expect an IPA to smell like. Okay, so just bitter. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that spicy sort of, like, you know, citrus note in the nose okay um so that's not that's always at least a, a promising start it mm-hmm. doesn't s- smell skunked that's... let's see how this is okay so. it's weird man i'm not <laughs> i don't really like it no i, I mean the, first impression it's not good the the, the style is just a strange combo of uh, milk stout meats or milkshake style or whatever you want to call it meat right IPA like um, usually for me dairy and bitter grapefruit pine <laughs> like yeah it doesn't uh, it doesn't mix it's kind of a wall in between it's like you just drank some orange juice and now you're gonna go brush your teeth it's like don't do it don't do it man it, you're gonna regret it really, it it felt like the equivalent of uh, oil and water in your yeah, mouth that's... where it's like separated out like it's it's tastes like you took a shot of a milkshake stout mm-hmm. and chased it with an IPA, which I don't know why you would ever do that. That's it's odd. it's a weird like crossing all these flavors together. My uh-huh. palate is completely confused. I'm equally confused by you know the the label and why it's called Go Juice in general. But I guess there you go. I mean, it's not starting out uh, very strong for for my favorite pick of the uh, podcast. I say that <laughs> it's almost like when when you were growing up and your mom was making like. The, the 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 random stew where she's just pulling all the random stuff out of the fridge that's about to go bad and throwing it into a pot and like yeah, yeah man just, just here you go maybe that's what the brewery did it's like okay we got some of this uh, IPA it's going south and this milk is uh it's three days past the expiration date just put it together yeah just throw it in there yeah you know we we had this porter going it didn't really turn out well got this IPA that's kind of boring yeah what if we just like threw them all both in together. Yeah. Call it good. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm going to crack this open. This one is an old favorite of ours, or one that we both used to drink all the time. It is a Rogue Dead Guy Ale. Oh, a classic. Yes. This is. This was back when, uh, I mean, this was about as craft beer as we could get back in the day. Yeah. This was like, it was coming from the West Coast. Uh, we found it at the uh, the Big Tens yeah. down there in East Lansing, and uh, the bottle was just cool. That's... Remember, the, they used to do the twenty two ounce with the glow in the dark label, and they had the, the, the it was painted on too. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's they don't they do the stickers now, which is you know whatever. That's one thing I absolutely love about uh, Mexican beers is a, a lot of the Mexican glass bottles. It's still painted. Like I like that's why that. I, I know whenever a, a company actually takes the time to paint it on the bottle so yeah 
It's instantly elevated. Yeah. To me. It could be a crap beer too, but I'm going to like it because it's got a paint a bottle. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to admit, I absolutely hate some of these new craft beers where they put like a bumper sticker on it. And, and you can, it, you obviously tell that they just use the same like metal can and then just throw a sticker on during a, Oh yeah. During yeah. bottling. And it, oftentimes it doesn't even fit. It's like, you still have like an extra inch and a half of just silver space. It's just like, it, yep. just, it makes it look cheap. It's like curb appeal, people. Curb appeal. It matters. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to take a swig of this. I've not had one of those in a while. I haven't either. Of course, at the time, it was very nutty. Back, You know, you didn't really have anything that kind of uh, um, bitter, nutty-y-esque to it. Um I, right. do, I do appreciate, they give you all the insights on the side. They give you the 6.8% ABV, it's 40 IBU, and SRM 16. I don't, what's SRM? That is a new one for me, man. Let me see if I can find out what that means. So, for all you guys that have not had a Dead Guy Ale, it is um, a MyBox style ale with robust malt, malt profile and a sweetness that is balanced by the liberal use of bittering hops. I was going to say, isn't there a little caramel in that one? Yes, they even, and they take this a step further. So they have like a flavor star. Um, imagine just a star, a five-point star, and each point is a different name. So you got toffee, uh, malt, bitter, roast, and nutty. And they fill in the areas where the fl- flavor profile kind of fits into. So Okay, they, it, it, I take that. Yeah, so it it's... All toffee and malt, and then some bitter, and they don't have anything with really roast or nutty. But um, they really give you. They even say to pair it with grilled asparagus, barbecue ribs, or pecan pie. Oh, I, so, I like when they give a pairing. Yeah, it's funny. I could see this actually with pecan pie and a nice like scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of it. No, yeah, 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 I, for I, sure. I could absolutely see this. And um, yeah, I'm digging it. I mean, this is just a classic. I. The problem is with so many new beers now. A lot of the old school classics, you don't don't get the same kind of recognition as the, um, they should. Because, right. I mean, this this beer has been around for twenty years at least. Yeah, it's right? been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, um, like, man, you know, like we were buying it when when I was twenty one. So that's like, I was not. yeah. That's a good seventeen, <laughs> eighteen years ago. Yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah. That was back when we'd walk into the quality dairy and I had to pretend like I didn't know you. <laughs> Yes, yes, like, yeah. Hello, good sir. I don't know you by the deck. Good evening, <laughs> good stranger. Could you give me a ride back to your apartment, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I found out what SRM means. It's, okay. uh, it's color uh, scale. Interesting. So it's, it stands for Standard Reference Method, and I guess brewers use it to... Uh, to classify you know what kind of color the beer is mm. which that's new to me that's a new I've, thing yeah, i've been drinking yeah. beer for a while so never heard of that one now you know learning yeah so it's kind of like the 50 shades of brown for your beer this is shade number <laughs> really 16 is. But, yes um, yeah honestly i don't i've never given a rat's ass about what the color or the look of the beer is like i don't care yeah it's not been a big the only thing it does for me is just like help me it helps inform sort of what I'm going to get into. Right. Super light, probably crisp, super dark, probably coffee, that kind of thing. And then uh, the ambery 
stuff, maybe an ale or an IPA. But in between that, that's I really don't care what it yeah, looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had beers that were blue before, so I'm just like, you know, I don't care. It's like, as long yeah, as, that's right. As long as I forgot about that blue one. Doesn't taste like shit. That's all that matters. Like, I, <laughs> right? What, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we got our priorities right, man. Yeah, yeah. We do not discriminate against uh, the color of your beer. Nope. But, um, so, all right, let's get into our first real topic um, for this. And it's, so sports are, it's canceled. So you're not good at sports. It's a very small part of life. Sports, 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 sports. Bart, Bart rides up in the front seat today because he's a good guy at sports. There's no sports. Sports is done for at least a couple of weeks, um, if not longer. It's kind of indetermined when sports yeah. come back. You know, Major League Baseball is like, okay, we're going to postpone um, the start of the season for two weeks. Uh, it's going to be weird because they're not going to be going to – I don't think they're going to go spring training right into – it's just they're going to they're gonna have like a cold it's open. It's paused, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a weird – because they've been spring training. Yeah. Now they're paused. Yeah. And they'll, they'll get back. Conference tournaments canceled in basketball, college basketball. Yeah. NBA um, shut it, that down. That was a weird day. NBA is all shut down. Yeah, that was just a strange day. I woke up early because the Big Ten tournament starts 9 a.m. this local time. And so I'm like, okay, right. you know, I woke up, I uh, let the dog go outside, did some work. I'm like, okay, I used to get a basketball for the next like six weeks. <laughs> yeah. And this is like, uh, Right. No, this was like the, the, the heyday yeah. for, you know, if you're a college basketball fan, you, you pretty much had the worst news possible hit, you know, aside from a terrible disease spreading <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Conference tournaments club. <laughs> canceled. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> People are dying. I don't, I need my sports. I need my sports, man. You know, I was listening to, uh, some ESPN radio. I, I like to put that on when I'm just like working around the house and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they said something interesting. I can't remember which program it was on, but they said that usually after a big sort of disaster that kind of happens to everybody, sports can be that like escape. Yeah. Where yeah. you can just at least unplug and, yeah, we and all just kind not of bo- have to, you don't think you just kind of bond over this. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was weird to have like, we're, going through i don't know how you can't call it a crisis right and you know it's it's totally unknown what's going to happen in the next you know few days alone weeks and months from now and right we don't have this like uh this this uh comfort blanket of sports anymore yeah <clears throat> yeah and i know uh i heard uh the i believe the city of chicago they said even when sports start like fans aren't going to be allowed into these sporting venues until like the beginning of May or something like that. So like they even like that's like, crazy you know, for the first however long. It's just like well, you know, sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, so now because you know sports used to be, I'd be just, just turn it on, relax, whatever, and now it's gone. And of course now I'm now I find myself like trying to find like okay what kind of what what sporting events on on like the bottom of like South Africa there's there's got to be like a like a badminton game or like like yeah <laughs> like what's what's happening I need something something's got to be happening something there's... has to be going on at the end of the day we're we're all humans and uh, and and we just love to compete like no matter what so yeah. you got to know somewhere they've got a camera and there's somebody doing some kind of competition oh absolutely. some sort of sports thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, so you obviously can't get, like, 50 people together to do this thing. So what kind of, like, low-key sports do you think people are, like, like black market recording and, you know, selling to ESPN for $10 million? Like, just just, just air this, you know. Just, just right. People will buy it. So what kind of, what, what do you think people are recording? <clears throat> oh, man, excuse me. Uh, I took a... Uh... Oh man! I took a bad pull out of that goat juice, man. Oh, I, I hope gonna, it's that. I was gonna say we gotta. <laughs> we're all gonna get sick off their earphones. Hey, seriously. Oh, that was that was bad. Sorry, uh, listener. Of course, now <laughs> if you're out and about and you have a sneeze coming, you're just like, oh god, everyone's yeah, gonna man. Me. Like like you're paranoid. Seriously, completely. But yeah, okay. Sorry. Back to the topic at hand. What are people recording, and what is gonna be the next thing? Uh huh. My mind went to a, a relatively boring kind of like silly thing, mm-hmm. um, which is the office episode where they're they're sitting in the conference room and they're looking at that DVD box oh, bouncing uh-huh. around like yeah. the screen. The, the screensaver just like, yeah, bouncing around, seeing if it gets in the corner. Yeah. They're, they're going to throw two different monitors up against each other and then they're going to score the points based on that little bar boxing <laughs> through it. So it's you're gonna you're gonna have like like Vegas people throwing down. I I got three hundred dollars yeah. on the square on the left. The green green square. It's gonna hit. It's gonna perfectly align into that corner first. Yeah. Of course, speaking of like t like uh, videos, you know, esports is going to take over the planet now. Like that's what ESPN is gonna be showing. It's just a bunch of like kids pushing buttons. That's yeah, man. They're gonna be bleeping out the N word left and right. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever heard that, that uh, if you've ever been on like a live, uh, whatever the, the, the shit people saying that stuff, you're like, God, what? It's the worst. It's literally the worst of the worst. It's like you're obviously like a ten year old kid that just is massacring me. Like, like I, <laughs> I'm getting destroyed by this kid. But just right, like, like I, I can't do the, the the online shooting stuff because it's a disaster. It's like this isn't. No, I can't. I'm horrible at it, first of all. Yeah. You respawn and, and I don't want to get sniped. insulted anyway. Yeah, you just get sniped right. instantly. Like, oh, man, why am I in this? Like, I don't not have enough time to devote to this thing. But apparently but that's, these esports athletes. That's going to be, that's going to happen, man. If if we can't get humans in a spot competing against one another in, in big groups, you know, what else is there? It's, it, these esports guys, they're probably loving this. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry. I, I just can't call it sport. I, I, I can't do it. It's like, uh, it's not, this, is not, not sport. this is not a physical activity. It's like, if you're going to tell me these people that are playing Madden are as much of an athlete as the people that are playing the game that Madden is based on, I, I, I can't. No, <laughs> right. no. I mean, I'm going to take some flack for this, but I don't even consider golf a sport. I consider it an activity. So do I, and I'm going to take some flack for this too. I mean, I look, I, I've heard the arguments. I don't, we don't need to be inundated with it. You're not going to sway my opinion on this. You got a guy, I'll go, always go back to this. You've got a guy like John Daly mm-hmm. that can make it to the top echelon of this, of this so-called quote unquote sport. Mm-hmm. It's not a sport. If a John Daly can become one of the best in the world. Yeah. It's not. A sport. It's like, this is That's esports golf. Bowling, name it. <laughs> yeah, if you can be drinking alcohol, but it's just like it's like this is a sport that other athletes and old people play to relax. So it's just like yeah, uh, if this is a sport, Donald Trump is a major athlete. You and even, think about think you, about that. You have to say he is. You have to. It's like right. 
all the golf he plays? <laughs> yeah, he might be the greatest athlete the White House has ever seen if golf is a sport. Oh, that's a good competition right there. Because because here's the thing. There was a, I don't remember what kind of like pro-am it was years ago, before he was president, but he got a hole-in-one. He got a hole-in-one on camera. I, so, I mean, there you go. Can't lie about that one. Yeah, so there you go. If golf is a sport, Donald Trump is the greatest athlete in the history of the White House. Now that's going to shut down a lot of opinion people right there. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, there you go. We win. Yeah. We win on, on this topic. I mean, I mean, I mean, who, okay. Who else? Okay. Obama shot some baskets. Okay, fine. But he, he I don't think he hit like a, a, a half court shot in a game that counted. Right. He was too busy yeah, studying seriously. and actually going to class. But, um, I mean, you got Gerald Ford. He won a national championship in college, but I mean, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. He probably makes top five. I bet JFK could ball a little bit. He could yeah. do something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a baller, but uh, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. You, you know, Teddy Roosevelt. Too much extracurricular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Teddy Roosevelt. You know, he's willing to shoot whatever. I mean, this is a man that got shot and still went up and gave a speech. I mean, that's right. That's I mean, most badass president. Maybe that's that's Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're on the topic of, like, sport or no sport. Hunting is another one that I don't consider a sport. Yeah, you're competing you're against... shooting something. You're going up against something that doesn't know you're competing. <laughs> right. It's not even participating in yeah. the sport. Yeah. That's like if a, if, a, if a... Like a baseball player just turned around and chucked the ball into the fans and hit somebody. It's like... <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's like, you're out. Like well, I didn't know I was playing. Read Read the fine print on your ticket, jackass. You're always playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hunting. I feel like, yeah, activity. It's like if you're going to count some of these, you have to count shuffleboard. You have to count right. darts. You have to, I mean, yep. pool. I mean, these, these are bar activities. Bar activities, I don't feel like they equal into, like, the sports realm. No. No, like I get that they're good. People are really good about this. Yeah, like I'm not arguing that. You can, they're awesome. You can they're compete. great at this. You can compete without it being a sport. Yeah. yeah. Why do we have to call it a sport? It. We're not saying like because it's a sport is better. I mean, mm-hmm. it is obviously better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, while we're at it, it's soccer, not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> right. It doesn't count. I mean, okay. <laughs> Like somebody tried to tell me it doesn't count. Somebody tried to tell me that these guys they run like half marathon every game. Every time I turn on a soccer match, nope. count the guys that are walking. Just count them. Yeah. There's like 15 guys on the field. Nine of them are walking. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them are goalies. They're not even walking. That, got 11 yeah. guys just doing nothing. And by the way, I consider soccer a sport. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I would get in that argument like when I, I did high school football and I played soccer all the way up from my kindergarten through football. And like you get the soccer players but like, you know, our, our uh, summer training is worse. It's like, no, it is not. <laughs> this is why. And I agree. Not. I'm not I'm not like I, I understand that this is like a big athletic activity that does qualify as a sport, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. However. The soccer people bother me because of that exact thing. They're always throwing this out there. They're always throwing out like, well, but for some soccer thing, well, we run all this or this happens or you, you I don't know what it is, but they, they've got like this huge chip on their soldier, sh- shoulders. Right. Just 
relax. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to prove anything. We get it. Yeah. We get it. You guys make $10 billion and can't afford a clock on the sidelines. It's fine. Or a scorekeeper <laughs> to like push stop when it goes out of bounds. I'm sorry. That, that right. bullshit stoppage time is stupid. It's like, we can't afford to pay somebody to hit stop when the ball goes out of bounds. This is not complicated anymore. Like, this hasn't been an issue for the last, like, 200 years. You can go click, click. Yeah. Like, why, are we, why, why, are we, why are we doing stoppage time? Which nobody really knows how long it is. It's like, I don't know. Oh, man. It's, it's, this is the thing. Like, it, that's I call those kinds of things these Vegas-type calls. Mm-hmm. They get some kind of, like, they've got a direct line to whoever's making some bank on the betting lines. And the stoppage time's got to be just enough to maybe make that spread you know, hit or miss right. for certain, for certain betters. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, why is it there? Why do we have it? Right. Of course, I think for me, I think soccer would be much more entertaining if one, ditch the goalie. No goalies. I mean, how often do you see a goalie actually make a stop? Like once out of, like, you don't. Um, and two. When they do, it's like top 10. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And two, just add in that, like what you have with, with hockey, with like icing. You can't, you know, send it like three lengths of the, the, the rink down or whatever. So then you don't have like, like people just chip shotting the ball into the net from like 70 yards. Okay. Fine. Make right. sure you have, you have to cross like the, the certain line and then it's good to go. You know, like the, the goalie's the goalie's not stopping anything anyways. No, no, I, I've got a, I've got an idea to make soccer better. Okay. All right. We're going to keep it the same. I like the rules that you're proposing. Uh-huh. No goalies. No big, you know, can't kick it half the field. Just kick it in, uh-huh. right? Still two two teams against each other. This is what we're going to add, though. A third team of golden retrievers <laughs> that just take the ball. And you can't kick at them. You uh-huh. can't touch them. Yeah. You just wild card with these dogs just running everywhere. <laughs> this guy, yeah, there's got to be a wild card. Somebody hits a button and the dogs run out. Yes. Yeah. It's like that that Futurama baseball game where they just Fry's just watching and doesn't know what's going on. And like, what is That's happening? It. Just mass chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, I you know so I played soccer all the way up to high school. I loved uh, indoor soccer, where it's like you combined the walls of hockey. Yeah, with, like, I liked a, indoor soccer and, too. And there's a small goal. Like I would still play that now if I actually had enough, you know, knew more than like two people. But. Um, I, I don't. I also don't know if that's more of like a, a northern thing because I don't. I haven't really just, seen like indoor soccer that's like the the smaller fields. I haven't. Seen no, I haven't either, man. And uh, it it doesn't seem to like catch on that much. But that that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. There's uh, smaller teams. I think a team was like a typical hockey team, right? There was like three forwards and two defensemen and a goalie. Yeah, there might have been like yeah, six people, seven people on on at yeah. once. Yeah, yeah. And then walls were in play, which was fun. Added a different element to it. Goals were or the yeah, the actual goal was shorter. Yeah, the goalie actually could do something. Yeah, yeah. I that... mean, it's like yeah, no, the indoor soccer was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's no way I could play it now. <laughs> Just sucking for air. Like three minutes in, oh, dude, it'd be it'd be hard. I'm like out of breath, just running up the stairs <laughs> at this point. The tuck tucking the kiddo, I'm already like just wheezing. That was actually, Bad. I think I ran more for indoor soccer than regular soccer. 
No, regular soccer, you do. you'd have, like, your dead sprint from time to time. But between that, it was a lot of kind of, like... Just like, jogging. Yeah. Kind of just, like, staying in position. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, I mean, you know, when I did football, I mean, you'd sprint all out for, like, tw- 15 seconds. Then you'd have, like, 30 seconds to go back. The thing is, you're also going up against somebody that was, like, 250, 300 pounds, and they're trying to, like, just destroy you. <laughs> right, like, right. Like, I think I just broke something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think people are going to get – if this if this uh, sports delay or no sports gets pushed into April, you're going to see people getting real, real desperate and just getting like, – You're going to be scraping the barrel on some stuff. Yeah. I've got uh, – I think uh, beer bottle tossing is going to become – is going to rise in popularity. Okay. We're just going to, you know, throw – bottles of beer as far as we can whoever mm-hmm. wins you're gonna have like more just like contained because you can't have groups anymore right we still have video everywhere mm-hmm. so it's like what what's gonna like rise up yeah see we need to start remember, a... uh oh, go ahead we need to start like a youtube channel where it's just like backyard sports live and then we just do something and then you, like, you watch it and bet on it and that's it I like it i mean so we can do what, what I mean, you know, it's fine. We're in South America. We can do cockfighting. We can do bullfighting. It's South America. Yep. I'm thinking, uh, especially since apparently alcohol is just in huge supply without any kind of like danger being wasted. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Indiana Jones scene and they're just doing shot for shot, <laughs> shot contest. Yes. Who passes out first? Yes. 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 That that needs to happen. I think here's the thing too: the longer that sports is not a thing that we can watch and partake in, mm. I think the games are going to start to get deadlier and deadlier. <laughs> Absolutely, you're going to have like a knife throwing contest with actually like people uh-huh. involved to like dodge the knives. Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, like it's going to be like scurvy, but for sports. Right, it will. Our, our, we just we gotta get sports. The lack of sports is a. If that's not one sign of the apocalypse, I don't, I don't know what is. Oh yeah, it's forget rising uh, water levels and increased temperature and global warming. No, it's the the lack of sports because there are gonna be some people that are right on the edge of losing their minds, and now right. they, they don't have their after their evening like hockey game. They're gonna freak out. Like if there's ever if they shut down alcohol too, like then the world will end. The world will stop as we know it. I believe it was uh, Homer Simpson that said, "No beer and no TV make Homer go something, <laughs> something, something." And then Marge right. is like, "Go crazy!" And he's like, "Don't mind if I do." And it's I gonna just, happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many like just general bad days where I'll sit down with some beer, watch a sporting event, get super upset at a bad call, mm-hmm. or some idiot not playing well enough, and I'll just scream at them, and then I'll yeah. feel better. Yeah. So you, Ish. You're getting paid $10 million to just, just lollygag? Ah. Right. You know what sport I wish would get more popular? And maybe this is the time for it to do it. I don't know what the name of it is. What is that sport in, like, South American bars? Where you like throw the ball at like these plates that explode? 
I vaguely know what you're talking. I think uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, I think, yeah. Did I was thinking this. of something like that. Mm. You throw like this ball. It's like almost like a uh, a more dangerous version of uh, bocce ball. Okay. And and it's like you score like your the goal is literally to hit these plates and have them explode. I like. I mean, it. who doesn't like that? Yeah. Who like exploding who things? Like smashing plates. I mean, plate I smashing. Yeah. That'll be an, you know, <laughs> just breaking things. We got to get the aggression out some somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be just people punching plates and shooting plates and Yeah, how many can you punch through? Yeah. Will become a sport. <laughs> we need to see which one of these actually stick. Well, we're going to find out for sure. Yeah. As for until the NBA gets back and everything else gets back on track. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know about you, man, but I need my second drink. Let's do it. Yeah, the uh, I, I didn't get the rogue cold enough, so at the end it was starting to get a little. Uh, I mean, it was fine, but like, yeah, I could use something a little crisper. But um, yeah, so my second drink is called uh, Angioletti, I, but I'm sure I butchered that. But is a craft Italian cider. And Ooh. it's all in Italian, so I don't know what the hell they're saying, but it is 6.8% ABV. There so, you go. Shout out to our Italians out there. Yeah, yeah. And for anybody that's like, um, this this whole coronavirus is a scam, it's like, yeah, you should probably look see what's happening in uh, Italy. And you'll be like, well, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to say that when we're here. And, yeah. and not literally quarantined to our houses, yeah. you know, over there. Man, so I, uh, again, I was dumb and I wrote a comment on some news article. And, you know, it's people like, oh, this is just a scam. You know, people hate Trump, so they're doing this. And like, I don't, one, I don't know how the two relate, but, um, okay. They got to find a way. They yeah. got to find a way to match that together. Yeah, it's like, two, okay, if it is an overreaction, fine. You're inconvenienced for a couple of weeks, whatever. It, but, right. What if it's not? What if it's not? Like that's where I go too. It's like just what if it's really a bad thing? Yeah. And the fact that you stay there for a little bit and you know your loved ones and yourself don't die. Yeah. Is that like is that some result that you're upset about? I don't understand. Yeah. It's like I saw a number that said uh, in the United States so far, thirty million people have been infected with. Um, the, the common flu, this this flu season, and it's like if the same number of people get corona, that means like a million people will be dead. Like yeah, that, that's like that's the. I think you know, let's be a little over. Okay, maybe let's overreact if you want to call it that. I think we're we're allowed to overreact for like a couple weeks. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like just wait for the uh, the the numbers to start declining, and then okay. But all right, let me take a sip of this. I'm curious to hear it. So an Italian hard cider. That sounds kind of good. It is very... Um, so there were three different kinds. And I had no idea which one to pick. So I went with the one with the higher alcohol content, naturally. Uh, always got it. That's, <laughs> that's the tipping point. Yeah. It is um, a little drier. Not... You know, it's on... It's like if you were going to make champagne out of apples, but you cut it off at like half the alcohol. That's okay. kind of what it is. Because, you know, this is 6.8%, so that's about half of what a champagne is going to be. Um, right, right. About. But, yeah, I could use a little more carbonation in it, honestly. 
But um, I don't know if just heavy carbonation is more of an American thing. But yeah, could I don't know. You could be right there. I, I haven't had a lot of uh of that kind of style that's not made here. Right. It's but I mean, Perrier is kind of a lower carbonation. Mm, yeah. 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 This is kind of a, like a, an, an apple grape juice carbonated with alcohol. So I could dig it. There you go. It's not bad. I could see it being refreshing, but uh, it's all right. We're in, quor- like we're in quarantine. You drink what you drink. Got to Yeah. You do what you got to do, man. All right, so what I got is a uh, this is a beer from Founders Brewing, which uh, was privately owned out of Grand Rapids, yeah, wah, Michigan. Wah. <laughs> yeah, and then they got bought out by like who bought them? Was it InBev? No, San Miguel. I believe. Oh, San. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's maybe a topic for for another podcast. There, all these craft breweries that are just getting bought out yeah. left and right. It seems like, but. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think Founders just got busted a few months ago for some, like, racial insensitivity, too. Oh, man. Well, there you go. Yeah, was... I didn't know that. So yeah. I'm not trying to support that aspect of it. I, I picked it up. You it's racist the, uh... shit. Right, right exactly. <laughs> uh, you know me, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the uh, the Backwoods Bastard. Um, so they've got the... Uh... The uh, the dirty bastard, which right. is more like a Scottish ale kind of a thing. This one is the the backwoods bastard. It's a an ale aged in oak bourbon barrels. Uh, I kind of picked it up, like thinking, you know, the people that get quarantined, if we're like stuck for long enough time away from another, this is probably the kind of guys we're gonna start running into. You know, these these backwoods guys brewing their own moonshine slash beer combination thing who knows right. yeah we might have to depend on them if all the alcohol gets uh locked down right so this is a uh all right i'll read the back expect lovely warm smells of single malt scotch oaky bourbon barrels smoke sweet caramel and roasted malts a bit of earthy spice and a scintilla of dark fruit a it's a kickback sipper made to excite the palate yeah they, they worked in scintilla so kudos on that front. Yeah. It's a burly beer though. It's like eleven percent oh, wow. ABV. Yeah. So probably should have maybe started with that. Or, <laughs> eh. But no yeah, whatever. What um doing? it does remind me definitely of a typical bourbon beer, bourbon age, like an oak bourbon beer, whatever. Mm-hmm. You get that right away. And I expect it to be pretty good. So let's see. Yeah, not bad. Nice. Definitely pretty, uh, pretty good for a um, one of these style of beers, an oak aged kind of beer. Oh yeah. It really does. Uh, you get the bourbon on the back end, but it's not like overwhelming. And then it, it's an ale, so it does have that like sweet, sweeter, malty kind of taste. And it's been sitting around for about maybe. 40 minutes okay so i think that's about a good temp to kind of open one of these up it's not yeah. too cold and it hasn't warmed up yet yeah so yeah i can dig it 
All right, nice. Dangerously drinkable for oh, a eleven yeah. percent ABV. That's some, for sure. Some of those you're just like, oh man, this is. <laughs> I'm gonna feel this after two of these. Yeah, right. No kidding. You could almost use that as a trade currency when the world uh, falls apart. Yeah. So uh, for sale. Huh? For sale, a big juicy van. <laughs> and ooh. Gotta put down interesting trades considered. Yeah, man, you, I, I think so. We gotta start stocking up on these. Yeah, and that's what we wanted to talk about. So everyone is losing their minds stocking up on toilet paper and bottled water. Um, I don't know why. It's like a hurricane's not hitting. Like the water is not going anywhere, people. Um, yeah, the, the power's not going to go out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the coronavirus isn't turning off the electricity. But, um, so yeah, so when the world goes to shit and, um, governments fail and we have martial law everywhere, what, uh, the, you the dollar will be moot. It'll be, it'll, it's, you know, nothing. And so right. what will be the form of currency that we use to procure, to procure goods and services? You know, like in the Fallout games, you use bottle caps, which is, you know, that's novel for the game. But I don't see, I don't see bottle caps being a thing. Yeah, I mean, we're not gonna like start hoarding caps. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we would anyway. Yeah. But um, so yeah, what kind? What's the uh, what kind of currency exchange we got going um, when the world just goes to hell? Uh, let's see here. Um, thinking about it, and one of the first things I thought of was uh, bacon, frozen mm. slabs of bacon yes it becomes pre-sliced so you already got like you can already meet it out as far as like a quantity goes mm -hmm. and uh and who doesn't you know want who doesn't love some bacon at the end of the day yeah i could so, yes bacon that's crazy. i was i was shopping to get a little bit of uh some supplies mm -hmm. I, I wasn't trying to hoard anything <laughs> um the, the way that that i usually operate is uh i live very close to a grocery store I'm almost there like every day. Typically, I've got nothing in the house because I'm always just right. going over there to get stuff. Yeah. So this thing hit. I figured I might as well at least just prepare for the worst here. Right. And uh, I was walking through the aisles, and they had a they had a sale on some bacon. And I'm like, I'm gonna grab some of this. I'm gonna stick it in the freezer. And worst comes to worst, man, no bacon left. If you're the bacon guy, I think you're sitting pretty. I, yeah, I didn't even think about bacon, but that's that's a good call. I could see the same thing happening with coffee. Yes, yes, good. It's and there you got the whole different like, like uh, qualities of coffee. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you got some premium roast, some yeah. good old like uh, cafecito. So it's like, all right, this stuff's already pre-ground, so you know we're not gonna give you as much. But this is this is whole roasted coffee bean. Like this is this is primo stuff, man. So right, and people need their caffeine. Go man. Bad. Yeah, people need their caffeine. And coffee uh, beans. Yes, I think coffee beans are, are an excellent source of currency. So yeah, and you can count that out. It's like, um, yeah, that toilet paper roll, man, that's worth six beans. It's like what? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Take it exactly. Or leave it. Take it or leave it, man. It's like yeah. the, the only reason you want I'm the even beans using, or not? the only reason I'm using toilet paper is so I don't smell like shit. And I don't even care. I don't care. Right. I'm not offending yeah, myself. I'm offending you. So I don't care. 
But my coffee, though. Gotta have your coffee. Gotta, Gotta have your have good coffee. Your coffee. Yeah. And I can a lot of edible kind of things, or or um, two other things I could see going on top of that would be chocolate and cigarettes. Yes. Yep. I think uh, cigarettes, and I would go into like cigars as well, mm-hmm. to, just to kind of get in there. Some good cigars. Um, any kind of sweets that you you can't just you know. My head went to like, what are we taking for granted? That. If it was all just rice and beans, right. then I would be like, oh, man, I got to have, you know, some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's got to be something consumable. Oh, yeah. Like a bottle of you Coca-Cola, know? man. You know, yeah. like like people, if they didn't have their Coke after like six months, you know how much they'd pay for that one ice bottle of Coca-Cola out of yeah. the fridge? Ooh. You get that Mexican Coke versus oh, just yeah. a regular old little two liter. I mean, yeah. the Mexican Cokes are going to get... You guys, like, this is the primo stuff here, man. Yeah, yeah. You have people, like, going on, like, excavations of, like, backwoods Mexican, like, villages. You know, they're, like, hacking themselves through, like, mountains just to find this mythical bottle of Mexican (laughs) Coca-Cola. Right, right. It's like, it'd be like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, but instead of, like, that, that gold statue head that he's scratching his chin over, it's just a bottle of Coke. And he's just you know, <laughs> right. you know, trying to right. figure out the, the the actual weight of the Coke bottle. So, I mean, yeah, really anything, yeah, that's going to go bad. I think people are going to start hoarding. Yeah. wise. Yep. I was trying to think, like, along the same lines, though, is, like, caps. And, and I, I don't – I've been struggling to, like, come up with a good uh, – like a good equivalency because the whole thing with, with money, it's just weird. It's just, we sort of agree upon, right. you know, whatever the dollar piece of paper is sort of worth. Yeah. And, and we're not tied to any like gold standard, but even, even if you think about gold, I mean, why it, it's a rarity thing, I guess that right. creates the sort of value behind it. But ultimately it's just like, it's just a, a rock. Right. You know, uh, it's got useful, different properties obviously i'm not trying to go that far with right. it but well it's like diamonds there's so many diamonds that, that it's actually a worthless stone but they people have a monopoly on it so that yeah i don't know yeah how, so it's how doesn't how hasn't the diamond people been busted up for monopolies good question probably one we shouldn't ask on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're probably listening in and be like they're on to us yeah yeah I mean, you got the oil people. They get if they price gouge, they get busted. So, not these guys. They no. just kind of like do it no. with impunity, man. Do you remember after nine eleven, gas suddenly shot up to like nine dollars a gallon or something stupid like that? I do. Yeah. Like, and, then, and they're like, if you guys kept your your fuel receipts, we can refund you. It's like, who? <laughs> oh, right. Percentage of people ask for the receipt when they're putting gas in their car. It's like, no. I'd never do. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure I put gas in my car. Um, there's gas in it, so I'm not taking it back. Like, <laughs> and the only reason you need a receipt is if you're going to bring something back. So, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess once I start filling up the truck bed with gasoline and driving around town, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to sell off this gas to people. 
<laughs> Now's the time, man. Yeah, Buy like, low, dude. Gas to sale. I'm giving gas for sale. Gling, 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 gling. Grace in the gas, man. Yeah. Yeah. As you're sitting on the other side, just shooting guns in the air, trying to get people's attention. <laughs> we got gas here. Be like the new ice cream man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shotgun blast means the gas man's coming. <laughs> Uh, mommy and daddy hear the gunshots from inside the house. Like, oh, gas man, gas man. Running out with their pails. Get the bacon. We got to get some gas. <laughs> yeah. You, no, no, not that coffee. That's the bad coffee. We need. Right. Yeah. yeah, not... yeah we're, not made of, we're not made of coffee beans here. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. We don't have bacon kind of money. We got coffee money. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. So just... Exactly. <laughs> just driving through ritzy neighborhoods with the gas, the, the open gas sloshing around. <laughs> hey, you lose a little yeah, on the yeah. bumps. It happens. <laughs> the speed bumps. Cost of doing business, man. Yeah, yeah. So what are you gonna do, man? That's what we got. That's how we deliver our gas around here. You know, not so much like from a currency standpoint, but something from just like a value standpoint mm-hmm. would be stuff like uh, fully charged, like Nintendo DS systems oh yeah we got the you know mm-hmm, the it's like oh yes yeah, once the batteries are all it's all fully charged never been turned on before yeah stuff like that will probably start uh kicking up a little bit you know you'll have like gangs taking over cell phone towers it's like no we stake claim to this tower and you can't use right. it unless you pay into our like our, our network Dude, better call Saul, man. In those prepaid cell phones, he would have been a. Uh... Oh yeah, that. <laughs> I love that. That's how he got into it. He started to get into stuff. Just hawking prepaid cell phones. Genius. It's such a. It's such a Saul Goodman move. Yeah. At, so I just started like getting into that show, mm-hmm. and uh, I did like that that part of it of his origin story. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like it's such a. Uh... I don't, people, I don't know how many people really understand that the whole prepaid burner phone. It's such a an old thing. I don't think kids nowadays really get that. Yeah, it's like people, you got to watch the wire, man. You'll get it if you watch the wire. That's one I've I've always wanted to uh, to get into, but I never have. Oh, you haven't watched it before? Not all. No, I've seen like maybe the first season. Okay. Definitely... And the second one went to like a like a boat dock or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was a strange switch to the docks, but I mean they they kind of for the most part it, it works out very well. I think for my for my money, uh, Breaking Bad has the most the best continuity of quality over uh, any other drama. But um, people bring up The Wire as like a competition. That's definitely that's definitely. Uh... One that's always like on those lists. Yeah, yeah. Well, those, pre- those prepaids, man. But yeah, I don't know what else uh, I'd use for currency. The problem is that's like I'd need something for currency that I wouldn't actually consume myself. Yeah, it's it's, it's that's why it's like it's difficult for me when I was thinking about this. I I didn't give it like a whole lot of different thought, but it's like what else do we like? I'm trying to think of something like the uh, the Fallout caps. That would right. be the same kind of a thing. It's like, yeah, well, you can't really do Cheez-Its, so, because I'd eat all of it. <laughs> right, right. 
So I was at Walmart today and I was passing these ladies and one lady looks at the other lady and is like, should we get another box of Cheez-Its? Like, that is the most intelligent question I've heard all day. Right. The answer is always yes. Just get the other box. Yeah. Always get the extra box. If you're asking the question, you already know the answer. I mean, (laughs) because here's the thing. You're going to eat the entire first box on the drive home anyways. I mean... Easily. That's. I mean, I've I have done that way too many times. Well, you got a longer drive, and just the the, the box of cheeses is just sitting there in the front. You're like, yeah, you know, whatever. You crack it I'll open. Just, I have a couple. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, then, and then it's just like fistfuls after yeah, that. Yeah, you just got like crumbs, just like like just the like water falling down your chest <laughs> under under the, like like the carpet, right. and like you just got everywhere. And by the time you get back to the house, you have like. Half a handful left. He's like, well, might as well finish it now. Glad I bought that second box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the first box is the burner cheese box, and then the second one is, like, family box. So, (laughs) Exactly. Did did you know they stopped making the Tabasco Cheez-Its? I didn't. I've I've seen the various, like, spicy ones, but I like the Tabasco ones. Yeah, they don't. They just have a hot sauce. One, they got rid of the Tabasco. I don't know if there was a licensing issue. Oh man, they lost license. Yeah, or yeah. or something because yeah, Tabasco. That was a bad move. Yeah, did, did Tabasco ask for more money? Like you're on a box of Cheez-Its, man. Uh, Free I, advertising for you. Somebody got too big for their britches with this one. That's all I can tell you. And um, Cheez-Its should be able to demand whatever they want. Yeah. Well, Tabasco, it's got that distinctive. Tabasco flavor. It's very unique for hot sauces. Like, nothing else is like Tabasco. No. Frank's is a little bit like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Not the they, exact got, same like, thing, but there's just something it, about Tabasco. You just know it, though. Yeah. Like, you know it when you've got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have different kinds of hot sauce for different kind of food purposes. It's like, okay, this goes better with this. This goes better with rice or eggs, or this goes better with pizza. You know, whatever. Right. But yes. um, like like hot sauce with cheese, Tabasco just works. It doesn't overpower the taste of the what you're eating. It just gives that that nice kick with a little bit of uh, flavor to it. So yeah, very disappointed when I because I kept I couldn't find the Tabasco cheese. It's and I just kept on saying hot sauce cheese. It's I'm like, well, why would you have hot sauce and Tabasco? So I had to look it up. It's like, no, nope, discontinued. <laughs> now that that is something that's going to be on eBay for like three hundred dollars. The Tabasco cheese. It's. Right there, yeah, for sure. It'll be like the uh, the surge, man. Yeah, People are selling surge. surge for that much. Surge, which is funny. That's basically just Monster uh, Energy Drink now. <laughs> it's it's Monster with Mountain Dew is what they did. Yeah, yeah, that's like that was like insane. Do you know how much caffeine is in this thing? I said, well, yeah, you know, those were the heydays, man. They were all this garbage we ate and drank growing up as kids. Mm-hmm. I knew some, you could never make real surge in this day and age. No. I, I knew some people that, so they were in the military, and they, I don't I don't remember what country in the Middle East they their, their tour was in, but there is this energy drink, and I, I'm drawing a blank on what the energy drink is actually called, but um, it's not available for sale in the United States. <laughs> That's um, always a good first clue. Yeah, yeah. And the, the dude um, who was talking about it, he was a he was a medic in the military in the army, and, and he'd and he'd say when I would drink that my resting heart rate was 120. Oh my god! Oh my god! Isn't that like fat burning? That's, that's like just sitting yeah, there burning yeah, fat. That's, that's like what you do when you're on a treadmill 
and he's right. just and you're just sitting there. <laughs> oh my god! It's like, oh, that's incredible. It's like I kind of want to try that. <laughs> um, just because I feel like my chest would explode. But oh, um, dude, I get too much too much coffee in my heart's going crazy, man. Oh, man, I I will drink before I go to the gym. I'll do like a like a, a pre-workout thing. And it's usually, there's just so much, it's basically just caffeine loaded up with, you know, some <laughs> random, right, random exactly. stuff. But to get to yeah, the, you got some amino acids in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, caffeine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy amounts of caffeine and amino acid. And it, like, so I drink it and whatever, like a half an hour before I go to the gym, then I ride my bike to the gym. And um, it, it's gotten to the point now where my, my entire skin is just tingling. I'm like, this is probably... <laughs> I don't know what this means. That's some intense stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's like because it means like, it's working. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I don't get tingly, like like numb skin when I'm just drinking coffee. So <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so of course, I the, probably the problem is I take it also with some like uh, what like the NAS stuff, like the 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 whatever the thing that increases like the oxygen flow to your veins. So I'm probably getting way right. too much caffeinated everything throughout the entire well, it's body. In every, it's in all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So so you're just like, I have to ride my bike. I'm kind of like the one where Bender is overheating and he has to keep moving and like put on like like uh like water cooler so it doesn't explode. It's like yeah, that's kind of me. Like I have to ride my bike to the gym, otherwise like I'm gonna burst a gasket. I'm just like. <laughs> So now I just need to add in that 120 resting heart rate energy drink. And, yes, um, there you I go. Will probably die. <laughs> Grayson's heart literally exploded. Oh man! Of course, you sometimes see like news things of like uh, little Jimmy Smith drank four monsters and he died playing video games. It's like, well, yeah, he's a fat little fuck that, like, right. um, like he hasn't had more than uh, five minutes of, like, physical activity ever. There, there's your eSport athlete right there, man. <laughs> little Timmy. So little would you, Timmy with the... Is that performance enhancing? Um, oh, yeah, I mean, totally. Like, like, PEDs, you... man. P- Mountain Dew becomes a PED in the eSports yeah, era. Yeah, The thing that, oh, man, have you seen, like, these monster energy drinks with creatine in it? Oh no, like, I have like, not like yet. This like I'm like I'm pretty sure the average monster energy drink drinker doesn't need creatine in their no. energy drink. Like like no. unless they're blasting through that much like like muscle energy in their fingers like mashing on video game buttons, I don't think creatine is a necessary right. additive. Like Hey, they got to they, you know, they they got to live the part, man. They're they're athletes now. They need their creatine. They they, they do, they do. They need their amino acids and their creatines. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Where did Spark go? Remember Spark? Ah, oh, vague. Yes, was not the alcoholic one. That was the alcoholic energy uh, drink. Yes, I think it's like <laughs> worst of the worst. That yeah, I think once people realize that they could mix like vodka and Red Bull, it's like ah. Uh. Oh, the- you're right. This was like right before the vodka Red Bull craze. Yeah, which Spark came out. Which I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I think Red Bull is the worst tasting energy drink. I just, I it's don't. It's not like, good. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. It has that like licorice kind of thing going on, and just like yeah. I always feel like I'm getting gypped because the can's only like 8.4 ounces. It's like whoa, where's my other four ounces, man? Like like, where's my 12? And Monster's sold in like 16 now, so come on, man. Got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Red Bull's definitely the one where, like, after I uh, and you crush it in one sitting. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's just a, it's just like a down, down it and done. Yeah. And immediately afterwards, I feel like I'm dying because I'm like, <laughs> I know I've ingested some kind of weird chemical. Like yeah. it doesn't. It's not like a nice. It's not like I just ate a banana. I'm like, <laughs> all right, that was good. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, I've got energy, but I probably like lost two years of my lifespan yeah. at the end. Have you ever like down an energy drink and then just been so energized you went and took a nap? <laughs> oh, that's my those are like the my favorite days. There's days now where I drink some coffee in the morning. I'm like, why am I tired? Yeah, yeah. Like I want to want to have a nap now. Not a coffee. <laughs> I don't remember where I heard this this uh, suggested trick or whatever, and it was uh, drink a big thing of coffee or energy drink. Right before the nap, so then by the time it kicks in, you're waking up for your nap. So it's like pow pow. It's like like the double, like like it's the genius. double whammy. It's like oh, I haven't quite figured that one out yet because I think like oh like, man, you gotta time it out. You gotta time it out with your REM cycle. Otherwise, you're waking up groggy and like your heart's racing. And yes, you're, and you're sweaty. Right. It's like right. well, that didn't work. Okay, I'm I'm gonna do some consumer research on this. I'm gonna t- try to time the. Uh, I like those uh, ibuprofen sleep aids, uh-huh. and then you got the Excedrin with oh, the caffeine. Uh-huh. So I want I want to get into that nice mix between like ibuprofen sleep aid, and then right as the Excedrin caffeine is hitting, yeah, to start yeah. my day. Yeah. And maybe I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning to pop it. I don't know, but <laughs> we'll see. You can do like the Michael Scott where you wake up, put the bacon on the grill, close the. <laughs> Yes. Go back to bed. Yeah, you then... gotta you gotta love waking up to the smell of fresh cooked bacon, yeah. man. Who doesn't? The thing is, you can do that now. Like if you can get like you can get like a, a smart plug, and you can plug your George Foreman in, and you can time it out so it turns on right at like seven fifteen, and yes. then you'll wake up. I mean, hopefully you wake up. That's the thing. Yeah. Otherwise, you have like a like a, a grease fire in your kitchen, which is a kind of an, you'd probably want to wake up for that. Um, <laughs> you probably need to take that out sooner than later. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm waiting for the AI though to get mad at you and to override the input. Yeah, and they'll they'll make it up. They'll be like, "Oh, user input error," and it's this evil AI, mm-hmm. and they're just gonna overcook the crap out of it. Oh, an AI would never overcook bacon, so I don't think we need to worry about that. <laughs> you know, I intentionally. Tell uh, Google uh, thank you because so when Google takes over the Earth, I'm hoping that they remember that I said I appreciated all the help I was getting um, when I had to ask questions. <laughs> it's good to be appreciative to our uh, yeah our, <laughs> cyborg overlords. Later yeah, on. our eventual robot overlords when they take over the planet. I need them, you know, when, when it goes straight Terminator. I need them to be able to like scan over me and be like, okay, he said thank yeah. you. They're gonna have the list. They'll be like Grace Ferguson, thank you. Oh. This guy's good. Wave yeah. him on. Yeah, we'll kill him quickly instead of slowly. <laughs> or that. Or that. Yeah. Grayson said thank you. Qualifies for instant death instead of yeah. the slow. Yeah. We're not going to skin him alive. Sarlacc pit. Yeah. The, the well, no Sarlacc pit for you. How do, can, can we make one of those like a real thing? That's going to be the next sporting thing. Betting on who dies first in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. I'd bet on that. Yeah. So, like, would you just have, like, people like, like, uh, like, George of the Jungle swinging above it, like, Tarzan style? Or, like, like what do you have? Like, like... I, I pictured two phases. Okay. People that are trying to get over the pit first. So, those would be your, like, George of the Jungle's the warrior type, type of people. Uh-huh. Ultimately, people are going to 
fall into the pit. Right. So you've got one level betting who's not going to fall into the pit. Uh-huh. So you can bet there. And then the people that fall into the pit, you got like decades before they like pass out, right? Right. Yeah. The way that works. So then you Slow got a second layer. Yeah. Who's who's going to get digested first? Yeah. I could also see like an American gladiator thing, like fighting over it. They have like the big, like giant, like sticks where they're like whacking at each other while the. Oh, the, that would. Now there's some real element to while it. The I like Scar- that. While the Starlight Pit has like its like like tentacles, like like trying to grab at them, like right. like I could yeah. I could see the American gladiator yeah. over Starlight Pit. Third party, wild card man, Starlight <laughs> tentacles. See, that needs to be put in center field of soccer games, you know. So then. Then you just oh, have the, that would be... then you have the tentacles just like wrapping around people. It's like oh yeah, and, and then sort of maybe shape the field so it sort of slopes down into the pit. <laughs> yeah, you got to run uphill a little bit yeah, more. It's kind of like a funnel thing going on. Right, right. right. <laughs> like you're automatically funneling into the Scarlet Pit's mouth, so you got to yeah, yeah. Better score that ball, man. <laughs> Get out of this game as <laughs> fast as you can. Yeah, first score wins. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> uh so I had okay, one like last idea for currency. Okay. Hit me because I was thinking about like did you have a grandma that used to keep buttons for no reason? I feel like all grandmas just kept buttons and like little they like, just like keep drawers buttons, or man, yeah. for no reason. Yeah. I feel like buttons could be an easy I could form see of that. Currency. Yeah, that could that would make sense. And then they're useful. You know, you need you, you need a button to cut, you know, get that Replace the one you lost? Yeah. If yeah. you've ever lost a button on a pair of pants, and I've lost a few of them, believe mm-hmm. me, <laughs> that button becomes pretty valuable. Yeah. It's so annoying when you put on a shirt and the, the button's just missing. You're like, oh, come on, man. Like, yeah. Can't really hide it. You sit down and you got like a giant freaking like gap. A, yeah. You, just, you, just, you just look like a fatty as your shirt's just like, 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 like exploding <laughs> right. outwards. Right. And hopefully... You're, Hopefully you have an undershirt on. Otherwise, you just had just just a skin sticking out. Right. And people yeah. are looking at you, disgusting. They're just disgusting. It's never a your, good look. With your skin, you feel like you're being betrayed by your own shirt. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's your own fat self that's doing it. Yeah. Of course. Hopefully they gave you the the uh, the spare buttons on the underside of the shirt. But sometimes they're not. I don't know if they're always doing that nowadays. I don't either. But that's one of the things I look for. I need that spare button. I like having it. Yeah, yeah. That's a that is an underrated skill to have. Like to teach yourself how to sew a button back on. That is a uh, yeah. That's crucial, man. Like I, <laughs> I was very proud of myself when I taught myself how to do that. It's like yes. Yeah, it uh, it does have a it, it carries a certain amount of like I did this. Yeah, yeah. The amount of pride I had for just sewing on a button was just kind of ridiculous. It's like all right. <laughs> Calm down, weirdo. It's just a button. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that rivaled, like, me holding Berkeley for the first time, <laughs> sewing on a button. Makes sense to me. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal. I mean, to be fair, I mean, you, you actually had to have, you had to thread that needle, which we all know, pain in the ass. And then you had Total. To, I mean, you had to actually stitch stuff. I mean, as a dude, you know, having a kid, you know, I don't really have to, you know. It eats and poops, man. That's yeah. it. I'm not trying to thread a, bu- uh, a a piece of thread through the tiniest hole in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you threaded something with something, but you know, it wasn't that, it wasn't <laughs> right. that complicated. Oh, no, it wasn't, wasn't that that complicated at all. It's something you've been training for since you're like 
12 years old. So like, there you go. Seamstresses right up there with birth and babies. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we might also at some point back to the uh, no sports thing. I feel like we're gonna start betting on like pornography. Like, okay, the uh, the money shot. You got eight minutes or twelve? Eight, 12? <laughs> right. No. Right. Okay. How long do you think this dude is gonna last? Like, ah, uh, he, he he looks like he looks like a nah. <laughs> I got no faith with this guy. <laughs> Three minutes. Three minutes max, Three minutes. man. Three minutes. Oh, we got another chick. I minute and a half. Oh. oh boy, that that'll add something. Yeah, and then like uh, you know, if if depending on what's actually happening in the scene, mm. we'll start throwing out like house calls. Like, mm. oh, she's she's milking it. Yeah, she's yeah. not trying anymore. Yeah, yeah, she's not even into it. No, no, this is stoppage yeah. time. Stoppage time. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Throwing challenge flags down. <laughs> I challenge that none of us wants to see this behind the balls right, camera right. angle. Why? Why uh, are we recording this? Well, right. No one wants to see that. Seriously, like this is not a good shot. No, no. Like who? Who sat? Somebody sat around and figured out, like, hey, we want to do it this way. Like there, that was a decision that got made. Yeah, it's like look, look. And, and I want to be in that meeting. I want to go back and just be in that meeting. And be like, can we think about this for a second? You you want to be back in the story uh, design group? Like, yeah, story the storyboarders. <laughs> to be like, look, if we think about this, the worst possible, the worst possible angle. Yeah, nothing like, good comes from this angle. This is, we're getting, we're getting, do we have to do it like underneath looking up? No, come on, man. We have so many other things. <laughs> right. Like, right. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna scratch. Uh, you know, shot twelve. We're gonna move you know, move over. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, what demographic did they think they were going after for this one? Uh, not the people that are watching that movie. Class? No. It's like, I'm not I'm not trying to learn, like, all aspects of human anatomy here. <laughs> I'm here for a very specific purpose. Yeah, yeah. It's not serving it. <laughs> and, then, then, and then you got, like, the wild card compilations. You're like, okay, we're going to see 12 of this. Um, um, right, I think we're gonna do thirty-seven right. of this other thing, and yep. uh, it's like we got a bet on something, man. It's like who cut la- uncut? That'll be a bet. <laughs> who lasts longer, you or the dude in the video? Like that? Uh, mm, mm. Ah, see challenges. See now, now you're getting the viewer into it. Yeah, yeah. Esports again will probably the people that do esports will then become the athletes here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the problem is when the pandemic uh, closes down the porn industry, then then the world is done. The world is done. If there's no sports, no booze, nor pornography, you're all dead. Right. What do they they talk about, like the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse? <laughs> sports is definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You got a guy with a helmet on. You've got um, you got the uh, what, what is the guy with the, the booze? What is he wearing? Uh, which one? So, so one of the one of the horsemen is going to be alcohol, obviously. So, yes. Uh, what what is that horseman wearing? Oh, what's? Uh, let's see. What a brute! I think he. I feel like he's got a mustache, and like I don't even know if brewers wear this, but like those leather aprons. I was like thinking the leather mitts. apron too. Like like almost. Like I don't know he, why. Like he's like an old west saloon keeper or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know why he's got the leather apron on, but I feel like that's just part of it. Yeah. And yeah. and the little like what what was the band? 
that they used to have around the the the, the bicep for oh, the shirt. Yeah. yeah, where they keep like the the bottle opener or something like. like oh yeah, right. Or something like, yeah. It serves some weird purpose. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, so, he's so, like eighteen hundreds Western saloon <laughs> guy. Yeah, barkeepers. Yeah, what yeah I, so he's what a, se- he's got the second horseman. The the third horseman is just a chick with a money shot. Um, and then I'm trying to think what the fourth horseman would be. Like once. Once that fourth horseman shows up, it's like, uh, world is done. I yeah, just, I, like, I'm, I don't know what it would be. Sports, booze, pornography industry. Maybe be like, what would, what would the fourth thing be? Just like where you just know you're just totally boned. Maybe like 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 the Pringles face guy. You know, like snack foods are done. Oh yeah, I just that's I just, definitely. I just think or chest of cheetah. One of those guys. Yeah. I just think we're entertaining, just like the, the a stupid cartoon face on the fourth guy. It's like, well, yeah. Once there's no more freaking junk food, man. You take away sports, porn, booze, and junk food, this whole world is done. So, that was definitely the fourth. <laughs> that is it. We're either living in a utopia or just just end world is over. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm the perennial pessimist, so world over. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, they're just mass suicides. I don't know what's happening. Like, right. like, like. Right. <laughs> it's like like that South Park where they didn't have the internet, and like like so they'd go in, and then like people would just like draw stick figures on the computer and like put their hands <laughs> behind the computer screen, and like right. Randy is just like, uh, so we got we got a she banging a horse, and then like you just got like pencil drawing and like the like a stick figure. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Randy, I think, is the most relatable South Park character. Randy, I think, for me, is like top five just characters of all time. Of like, just in general. Yeah. That, that dude. He's so underrated, though. That dude absolutely kills me. Uh, like In like, <laughs> in like everything. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because like, I feel like I, it's just a, faction, a function of me getting older. Because uh-huh. when I was younger and I was watching South Park, I didn't really get it. Right. I was mainly watching it for Kenny to just die in some weird way. <laughs> uh-huh. But nowadays it's like, no, Randy is like that's the big brain play right there. Right. <laughs> Randy's just yeah, microwaving his balls so he can get uh <laughs> so he can get smoke a little weed. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So hopefully We'll keep an eye out on this. Once we st- we've got one falling by the wayside, so once we start, right, yeah, once a second one falls off, ooh, we're, we're halfway there, people. It could be porn, man. People like can't get together now, so yeah, we're gonna have to make our own stuff and post it. Not us together, but we're gonna have to make a right. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll start just posting stuff. It's like you know, there's something that's naked. Just just you know. <laughs> it'll be the stick figure thing, man. That's what it'll be. <laughs> or people will be, like, that that be at like zoos with like animals humping. It's like and just like uploading it. Like, this, is, <laughs> this, this is all you got, man. Would you look right. at the size of that elephant dong? Massive, <laughs> massive dong, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so you ready for your third booze? All right, let's let's do it, man. Let's let's get into it. Okay, what's your what's the third one you got? All right, so uh, I got a rogue beer here, and uh, I was looking at it after you started to to describe the uh, the dead guy. This one's got the same thing, man. 
I got the uh, the star pattern in the back that tells me kind of what I'm like getting into. Okay. Which is kind of cool. And the uh, the little gradient scale. So it's stat wise, six point seven, fifty four IBU, twelve SRM, which I don't understand. It's called a uh, bat squatch. Bat squatch. Bat squatch. Not related to the bat soup that Corona didn't originate from, but was uh, related for a little <laughs> right, while. But mate, did you look? Did you look at those pictures? I didn't. No. It's like like why are people eating it's like this? Like the worst stew in, in like ever created. It's literally a bat with its stomach cut open, and the stew is like served inside the <laughs> the, the, the belly of the bat. Of course. So, how are we surprised that that happened? Yeah, like, 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 come on, China. some crazy disease like popped out of this freaking bat. People are like eating out of. Like, like, of course, you know, medical is like, no, nah, I didn't come from that. I'm like, I wouldn't. I could see it though. I mean, I mean, I would probably bet that it did. Like, like, I mean, pretty much every other major illness has come from animals. You know, swine flu, bird flu. AIDS. <laughs> right. I mean, all of it, all of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Name, name me one, one illness that it hasn't. Yeah. It's always some idiot that's going like, I'm gonna go pet this monkey, and the other dude's like, I don't think that's a good idea, dude. The monkey right. just bit me. Uh, or he's like, I'll do you one better. I'm gonna go eat that monkey, and I'm gonna throw some wolf's blood on top of it. Yeah, and the the other one's like, let me have sex with it first. <laughs> Right. Yeah, all right, like, man. So yeah. one of those guys did it. It's like the guy that got bit, the one that ate it, or the one that banged it. Like <laughs> one of them. One of them started it. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna assume that all three of the guys ended up having sex with each other and eating each other. So um, it just kind of it just matriculated into something. When you're that far in the bush, man, that's what happens. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. And yeah. then you know the disease just waits around yeah. for some bat soup lady to find you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just saying, all right. So anyway, I got I got a rogue bat squatch. Uh, I picked it because um, end of the world. You think things are going to start mutating? What's more mutated than like a man bat meets a sasquatch bat squatch? Yeah, apparently it's man. It's a hazy. Right? <laughs> it is. It's a hazy Indian pale ale, so I'm a little bit on the fence with it again going back to like the whole ipa like jam them together kind of craze uh-huh. but uh whatever we'll see how it goes the description is for years rumors have circled that deep in the woods on mount st helens lives the fabled bat squatch and i can't confirm that i don't know if this is a real rumor or not right while there are many tales of bat squatch they are all a bit hazy uh-huh. See what they did there on the oh, details, wow, wow. which makes the truth such a juicy mystery. So what better way to honor the legend than with a hazy, juicy IPA, perfect for camping and potentially making a new friend? The uh, the star thing says it's going to be tropical with citrus and then a little bit of pine. Uh, it came in a can. I don't know. Uh, I doubt the... The dead guy was probably a bottle, right? It was actually a can as well. No kidding. They can it now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's, it was available as bottles too, but I, I just went with a can. Well, yeah, man. Back when they were like doing their original distribution, dude, that's that was only in bottles. Oh, canning was not a thing. Um, no, not at all. 
So I dig the can. It's got some cool artwork on it. Uh, it's actually like a printed can. It's not like a sticker, like yeah. what we were talking about before. Uh, I like the beer uh, company. Rogue's one of my favorites. I'm a little bit hesitant on the style, but we'll see. Smells what you would typically expect it to be for a hazy IPA. Right. And uh, taste-wise, not bad. Mm. It's kind of like a, I would call it like a creamy IPA. Okay. Subtle. It's it's like it's not as crisp that I would like from a, a typical IPA, but it's got like the same kind of notes, and it didn't do anything weird like the uh, the milkshake stout kind of crap. Right. Hmm. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do a, a twofer for this last one. Uh, oh, nice. I'm going, to, I'm going to mix them together, especially because one of them is going to take a, a minute or two to uh, settle. But there you go. Um, so the first one I'm going to do is Bellhaven Black Scottish Stout Nitro style, and I want for this for two reasons. One, I feel like Bellhaven is a very underrated uh, brewery out of Scotland. Um, everything I've had from them is phenomenal. Oh, I love Bellhaven and um, Black. I thought Black Plague. Okay, um, <laughs> there you go. It's and, on point. Uh, yeah, I feel like a salad breweries out of Scotland. I feel like are very underrated. They don't get the kind of uh, recognition that stuff out of Ireland or the UK, the, the the main UK, get. So, Bellhaven is an absolute favorite of mine, but it's been a long time. And so the, the can I have is the larger pint size, I think sixteen ounce can. And now normally, you know, so I was lifting it up and I didn't hear like that um, the spray paint bottle like like widget thing that you get. But according to the can, it says it does contain a special fixed widget. So sweet. Okay. Um, they even give you instructions. Well, they say chill for three hours, carefully open can, wait for the head to rise, and then pour into glass. There you go. So we're gonna open this up. We're gonna hear this nitrogen pop. <laughs> oh, very man. nice. Isn't that? And and here's the thing. Good sound right there. It just filled up just the top lid. It didn't overflow. Or anything that was absolutely perfect. I dig that. But oh man, Bellhaven, man, they've they've been uh, they're very underrated. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't get it. I don't understand why nitrogen beers out of the UK, um, Scotland and Ireland, or yeah, Scotland and Ireland included, they have the widget that infuses it with the nitrogen american beer they don't have that they have it they like no. add the gas on the top and you have to do some bullshit like like shake it or spin <laughs> right. it around yeah. um and then like hard pour and, and it's it's never really all that satisfying of a nitrogen infusion like it's some of them are okay um i feel like i get better results with the the like the 12 ounce cans versus the bottles Yep. But it's just, it's not as satisfying as like when you get a Guinness and you get that nitrogen. Right. Or this one. I mean, this one's got a beautiful, just that, that cream head where you're just like, yes. Dig that. Is, yeah. So anyway, this is settling. And while I'm waiting for it to settle, I have a Game of Thrones 
White Walker by Johnny Walker. It is a blended Scotch whiskey. I figured uh, they're both uh, Scottish. Um, the ones, one's black. This is White Walkers, so we got Black Plague and White Zombies. Um, <laughs> we're not going to get into the terribleness that was the last season, but um, did you watch the last season of Game of Thrones? I did. I did. Was it was... You- uh, it was rushed. <laughs> let down. Can't even describe it. You know, rushed is definitely another one where it's like, I just, what were they thinking? Like, yeah. Beinhoff and uh, what's the other dude's name? It's David. It's D and D, right? Those two, those two dudes like, that like started the whole thing. Bonnie, Bonnie Heiss and Weiss, Bonnie Heiss and Weiss. Bon, I don't know. What, remember. like just what happened between season seven and eight? Well, I think, I mean, for me, you, I felt like you could really tell when they ran out of book material and started to make Oh, true own. that. Yeah. Like, That's I, definitely it. I felt like there was a very dropout for, like, the quality of the dialogue and... Um, <laughs> it's just direction. It's I mean, just, all these storylines that had, like... I don't know if people remember the, uh, the temple that Daenerys went to when she first got to... Uh, the Bravos continent. Oh, uh-huh. and he had that crazy person with like the the mask. Oh yeah, she never showed up again. Yeah, gone. Yeah, just total dead storylines that just went zero nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And Jon then... Snow became like one of the most strong characters to just like the weakest, like whiny person. Yeah. How, how do you do read throughs with those scripts and not just be like, "Man, this guy sounds like the biggest." pussy i've ever seen right now yeah and i absolutely i detest the we're gonna kill somebody off and bring them back to life i hate no, that. it's like the worst just kill stupid them. trope just kill just, them just like have the balls to kill them and don't bring them back like if they've served their purpose just kill them like i don't like it when people when like story creators get so attached to a character that they they are afraid to kill them like they right. they can't or they just bring them back to life, which is like, well, one, now that you've established the fact that somebody can like cheat death, it's Defy like by death. Yeah, why then, do I then care? Why do I? Yeah, why do I trust you? Yeah. Why do I care? Right. That now? was one of my. Hu- <laughs> I mean, that was one of my problems with the uh, Rise of Skywalker. But that, that we could go to a giant rant with that. <laughs> That's those will be coming up. Coming up will be. Uh, we got to do some some Star Wars uh, recaps. Yeah, there's lots that's happened in that realm. Yeah. Um. But but no seriously like I I think I'm I'm trying to think of uh, back to like the Breaking Bad stuff I think Vince Gilligan does a good job with especially in like Breaking Bad and um, and and Better Call Saul with characters that you know die yeah but they mean something more when you, you kind of like see how they evolved yeah because it's it's playing with time without really playing with time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it. But that's to me. That's the only okay way to kind of do it. Right. Yeah. Don't kill somebody off. If you kill somebody off, have them be done. They can't come back. Yeah. You can go back and tell a different story to kind of explain or bolster some kind of like character attribute. But if they're dead, they're dead, man. Yeah. I like that was kind of when I stopped watching The Walking Dead when they. Uh... Fake killed off Glenn, and then they just JK. There was actually somebody else on top of him. They got eaten, and he's fine. Only oh, they kill yeah. him off like four episodes later. It's like, what was the point of that? But which which they probably did because of the outcry. 
Yeah. Well, I think and, his actual death they mimicked in the comic book. Like, they copied they that from the comic book. But I was like, I, why even? I don't know. I have not watched Kirkman. That. Kirkman is interesting to me because he's built on similar principles as uh, George R. R. Martin in that you never know if like a main character is going to die. Right. They could die in like one episode, like one page to the next. You might, you never know. Yeah. Except until he started to get bigger and the series started to get more popular. And then these kinds of concessions started getting made. Glenn should have absolutely just been dead. He's a great character. And he had an awesome kind of arc. Yeah. Once you start listening to fans for who should die and who shouldn't, then it's like you've lost right. it, man. Uh, Daryl would have been gone way, way, way back. Oh, yeah. But he was so – the only thing that I can say about that, not to get on like a Walking Dead rant, mm. but he was at least created for the TV show. So right. I get it. At least keep him around. You can put him in different perils, but if it came down to like killing him or not, either don't kill him. Or if you kill him, don't trick the audience and bring him back. Yeah. And be like, oh, no, no, no. He was, uh, he was only, I don't know, half bitten. If that's even a thing. Yeah. It's not a thing. But Yeah. All right. I'm going to try these two things out. So I got, I got the uh, White Walker straight. Uh, I'm just going to take a sip of this. And um, it's very sweet. It's more of a bite. Sweet. Yeah, it's almost like like a a, a bit of a, a honey esque lemon rind sweetness to it. Hmm. Um, Interesting. It's, it's more of a bite to it than you might expect from a normal um, Johnny Walker. I think this was yeah. just like um, they took their shit <laughs> and, and put on <laughs> put. I mean, it's, it's a nice like like plastic sleeve wrapped around the bottle, so it's very aesthetically pleasing um, look. Uh, pr- uh, presentation wise, but right. as for actual scotch, it, uh, you know, I, I mean, I like uh, uh, single malts more than the blended in general, right? I think a, a, yeah. a nice single malt is better, but uh, yeah, I think they just took their like it's a presentation thing, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like no serious scotch drinker is going to go out of their way to buy this Game of Thrones Johnny Walker. <laughs> Right. So right. we're just gonna use the crap stuff that the average fan who doesn't really drink scotch is going to get. I, I feel like that's the same way with uh, Ackroyd's uh, Crystal Skull vodka. Mm. Oh, like I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. it's like a, okay. a solid vodka. I think it's just the packaging, man. You yeah. just buy it because it's like you know a cool thing to have on your shelf. Yeah, I generally don't buy the celebrity endorsed or crafted alcohols. No. Um, I did. I was at the store today, and I saw the the Dulce Hombres uh, mezcal from um, Brian Cranston and I wanted to say Jesse Pinkman, but um, the dude that plays Jesse from Breaking Bad. I'm trying to blank on his name. Is it Aaron Paul? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they yeah. they have their own mezcal, and um, I didn't know they did their own mezcal. Yeah, it's very limited um, release. I think you can find it throughout California. And then maybe like Arizona, New Mexico kind of region. I think they just kind okay, of, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean they just I mean, re- they just started it up like less than a year ago. So okay. 
but I, but it was like it was like it was almost seventy dollars. I'm like, you get a really that's legit... the thing, man. They're always so expensive. Yeah, I'm like, they, they, I mean, you get the muscals. I find are usually a little more expensive than the straight tequilas, but I, I like some of the smokiness and some of the muscals. But I was like, I just, I wish they had a smaller sample option because I don't. I I I bought one of the last muscals I bought. I just did not like. I thought it was just not good. And it's like I don't want to spend fifty bucks on a mezcal I'm not gonna like, right? So, like the, the most I would have done is just bought it, taken a picture, post it on Instagram, and hope that Aaron Paul retweeted <laughs> it or reposted it. That's the thing. That's the thing. So, but all right, I'm gonna chase that down with this nitro Bellhaven Black. Ah, there we go. It's a nice. I mean, they call it a they call it a Scottish stout, which I feel like it tastes almost a little thinner than your average stout. It's yeah. almost like like a like a, a black lager with like Scott or with stout elements to it. Yep. And then a little yep. the, the cream head, but uh, this is definitely something that you just if it's uh, like fall time, just crack it open, pour it out. It's uh, I mean, four point two percent ABV, so it's not gonna. Dude, it's totally drinkable. Yeah, yeah. This is a nice, um, yeah, fall out by the campfire kind of thing. And you don't want all the carbonation giving you, like, weird gas. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Dude, that, so the, the point about the ABV, I'm trying to go back to the go juice that I, that I had. Uh-huh. I can't find it. I feel like that was another trend. The highest ABV back when we were sampling a lot of those craft beers right yeah like people are always chasing that but i personally i like a well-crafted session that's like below five right that i can like enjoy over the course of a night and not just have two and i'm just like on my butt like yeah. you know yeah. like what happened well i don't know years ago I don't, you could probably find uh, on on the bottles right now but at least a couple years ago the state of michigan had outlawed the printing of ABVs on beer bottles that were produced in the state of Michigan um, for that exact re- reason. So people were not exclusively going out just to buy the highest ABV beers. So they, that's interesting. So that wasn't included. I don't know if they, I'm assuming that has changed. Well, but here's the thing. So it's, it's not on the shorts, but it is on the founders, hmm. but that would make sense because founders got bought out. Right. So maybe they're allowed to uh, to print that again. Yeah, and founders is—I mean, you can buy founders just about everywhere. Um, yeah. So maybe I mean, yeah, shorts almost, is pretty limited. I don't know what their distribution radius is. I, I don't think it's very much. Like maybe Wisconsin, um, but I don't know. There's actually a really good website called Seekabrew.com, all one word. And uh, they bring up a map, and you can look up uh, the brewery by name, and it'll show you where you can, like, what states the beer is available in. It'll show you based on where, if you can get it on tap at a bar or if it's just available in stores. And so it's very helpful. I've, uh, I dig that. So, Let's, what is it? Seek? Seek a, seek a brew? brew? Yeah, so just S E K A B R E W dot com. There you go. Seek a brew. Yeah, good resource. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, and I mean they have like hundreds of breweries on there. So check it out. Real help. They go free shout out to uh, seekabrew.com. Yeah. So 
But all right, let's get into our last topic. That is, uh, as we like to close things out with, our um, movie entertainment section of uh, the quarantine and everything. So we're going to talk about our favorite, just uh, not even necessarily quarantine movies, but just uh, movies, uh, situations that kind of just just screw up your everyday everyday life. Like it gets gets altered because something happened. Something happened, and now it's like just different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, as I was looking through the list, I realized I have not seen many of these. I, you know, I started off with like the contagion kind of thing, but I haven't really seen yeah, a lot so did I. of them. Um, I have seen Children of Men. That's not really contagion, but that's like uh, illness kills everybody and then just shit hits the fan. Right. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen that. And then that's kind of in the same vein as like World War Z. It's but that's more zombies instead of. Uh, yep. But um, and I I don't know if this made your list or not, but like uh, outbreak was another one where like I'd seen it right. years ago, but for the most part, like I I was kind of surprised at how little I had seen in the whole like maybe disease movie. Yeah. Trope. I'd actually uh, I, I can't remember if I've seen outbreak or not, but um, there's. An old movie. Now there's a, I believe, a TV series called The Andromeda Strain. And yeah. I read the book. Yeah, was, Crichton yeah. wrote the book. Yeah. It's a great book. And I remember that that book freaked me out because I read it when I was like 12. <laughs> so, you, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so the book was great from what I remembered. Of course, I read that like 20 years ago. <laughs> um, Same here. I actually forgot until I Googled it before the podcast. That it was a, a space disease. I thought it was like a. a I was like, why is Andromeda Strain not on these disease movies? Yeah, it's like a satellite like, crashed oh, in more a town a, in, in New Mexico right. and like killed everybody except a baby and an old man. And they're like, what? Right. That yeah. Happened. There, and there was actually like a sequel, Andromeda Strain, that was just written by not Michael Crichton. <laughs> um, I don't remember who wrote it. Like the got like the blessing from Crichton's wife. It's like, well, of course she just wants some cash. Yeah, I mean, like nothing against her, but totally, she's just trying to like cash in on that. It's like you, you can't approach Crichton unless you're Crichton. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, so before Michael Crichton really became Michael Crichton, he he wrote um, several books under like a uh, a different uh, pen name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the most, uh, I think widely available or the one that you'd find was called a case of need, but the, he wrote maybe a half dozen others of just like kind of, uh, espionage spy, you know, um, whatever novels and they're on sale, um, through like an ebook thing or whatever the other day. And, and, uh, <laughs> some of the comments you, you read by people are so dumb, just like, like. I, I read it. It was good, but it wasn't Crichton's best. It's like, what? <laughs> dude, that dude wrote that when he was like 19 years old. You dipshit. <laughs> right. Man, he was just trying to spin out some some cash, dude. Yeah, he was in medical school. He was just trying to pay some bills, bro. Like, it, it's of not like he's not going to be his best. It's not like he went from Jurassic Park to this. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you you just like, come on, man. <laughs> Like, of course, it's not his best. Yeah, people are heartless on those oh. reviews. Uh, or just yeah, just not thinking. Of course, like you have books nowadays that are being released by 
quote unquote Michael Crichton, but they're like unfinished manuscripts that he had like. Oh, I love that. That he'd like put away for like fifteen years because it's like doesn't like right. it. You know, sometimes you start a story. So, so he and you found just, it on it. Yeah, sometimes a you like PC hard drive. Oh yeah, like a floppy disk. Yeah, and, and he's just like you know how he did. You start writing something, you're like I don't really, feel, I'm not feeling this. Like this isn't working, and you put it aside. Can and you imagine? It's just like. It, it, if it's anything like the drafts I've started, and it's definitely not, but let's just like put it in the same perspective. Uh-huh. I would hate that. Yeah, I abandoned it for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's what um, Hemingway's last book was, and it's just like, right? I, I can't remember what it's called. It's like like Islands in the Strait or something like that. Like I read that recently. It's like combined like his three other largest books. It's about this. I mean, it's it's big. And it's like, obviously, he didn't edit this because it's like, I felt like they just took his entire giant first draft and just printed it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like completely like, antithesis eh. Hemingway. And it didn't really feel like, like, I don't, I never remember him like cursing up a storm in certain books. Um, no, oh. I mean, he was crude, but like, not like. There was it, it was deliberate whenever it was there. Yeah. No, no, this book, like I'm reading it and this guy is just dropping the, the C word and F bombs and it's just, <laughs> I just I'm like, this doesn't feel like Hemingway. Yeah, um, we're maybe missed the mark a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was like, I'm not gonna print this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure everybody dies in the end. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Including the author. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that dude just lost his mind, and then he <laughs> literally lost his mind. Literally. Ah, but all right. Um, so yeah, what like did you, you have any other like outbreak? Like I just didn't have very many. I had like twelve monkeys, which is again was kind of like a. I don't even remember watching that all the way through, honestly. It's been a long time since I I've seen that one, but that one had more to do with. Uh, it, it wasn't quite time travel, was it? It was similar. Yeah, it's like it's like they had like like an illness. I think killed a lot of people, so ma- humanity had to yeah. live underground. But like the the whole thing was was uh, either it was wasn't it Brad Pitt and uh, Bruce Willis? I believe weren't they so. both in there? Yeah, yeah. And, and one guy was going back in time, sort of to this like mental institution. Oh, something. Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen. It, it was good. It was a good movie, though. I did like it. I always, I find some half the time I get headaches with um, what's his face, the director, when he makes movies. It's just like all the the strange camera movements. Sometimes I feel like I, I get headaches from <laughs> the camera moves. Yeah, who did that one? Oh, uh, that was the same guy that did the Thid Red Line and uh, um. The New World, and oh, okay, I didn't know that. What's it's? I mean, when you start watching some of the camera shots, and they're all kind of off off kiltered and like uh, swirling all over the place, it's like okay, yeah, right, that makes sense. But yeah, I was the same way, man. I I looked at this from the standpoint of just like a movie that like I remembered that was based either off of some kind of like it. It didn't have to be a disease, but just some event that totally disrupted typical society. Right. So I had an, uh, one of my honorable mentions. I don't know if you've seen this. It was called uh, It Comes at Night. Mm, I don't think I've seen that. 
It's on Netflix. It's a low-key, small-cast movie. It didn't make my top five just simply because it was, like, not really that well-known. Okay. But uh, it's a cool movie almost in line of, like, uh, what was Krasinski's uh, movie, like, uh, where you couldn't make a sound or something like that? Oh, oh, Quiet Place? Yeah, Quiet Place. Had had vibes like that. Um, the whole gist is it's like this uh, dad, girl, son in this house in the woods. Some weird diseases going around. They find another family, decide to take this family into their house. And it's really almost like a mental thriller, except that there is this like weird disease aspect to it that adds like another layer to the whole like tension that's happening in the house. Uh-huh. And uh, I just, I really dug it. I liked it because it was a small cast. It was well thought out in terms of uh, the suspense that's built throughout the whole like series. Right. And uh, you know, for, for what it was like, I would, I would uh, suggest checking it out. It didn't make my top five, but it was, it was one of the movies where I was like, I got done watching. I was like, that was cool. That was well done. Okay, I can dig that. I know. If, so I didn't really have like a top five for some of the stuff. I just didn't. <laughs> I just couldn't think of any like good ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, like all this, like most of the stuff I could think of would be like, uh, like Terminator Salvation or whatever those ones were. Like it, it takes place in the future, with right. You know, and like the robots have just completely taken over everything. Yep. Well, you know that's that's a bad day. Uh, I I don't know. I I didn't have a lot, or I couldn't really come up with anything that I had personally seen that I would like speak of, that I wanted to like recommend. Like everything was just like, uh, I'm. I was very surprised at uh, my lack of any kind of real. Connection it, tur- it turned out to be yeah. It turned out to be a weird category. I think at the end of the day. Yeah. I put uh, at my cause I, I I did back into um, five that I that I like. Okay. And so the the fifth one is Twenty Eight Days Later. Did you see that one? I've I've never really been super into like the zombie esque things. Right. So I just never watched any of those kind of um, zombie type movies. Yeah. The the only reason why this one made it for me was it did something different from the typical zombie movie and it was it was virus based so like there was a a virus that just basically made people get incredibly like enraged so they weren't completely zombies but uh but you had like the first instance of like what you call quote unquote like fast zombies right so like expanded on like the the usual like oh the dead shuffling like super slow like my grandma could probably get away from some of these guys <laughs> uh-huh into you know these hyper angry mindless you know creatures so that and it was like a another small production like it kind of came out of nowhere okay nobody uh it wasn't like a big budget film no main actors really in it. It was made by, I think a bunch of people in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I, I dug it from that, from that point. 
Okay. Yeah, it's always nice when somebody takes like a familiar trope and then kind of they change it a little bit. So it's like yeah. I've never seen it yep. like this before. Yep. The the next one, you want me to keep going? I'll just go down my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll I'll add in if uh it's like, "Oh, okay, I didn't think about that one." Take it. So, uh the next one on the list was The Road. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I really liked. Yeah. Read the book and I watched the movie, so yeah. I thought it was like true to the source material, which Absolutely. I think is key. Yeah. What's the thing with the book is uh, there there aren't really like giant sections or chapters. They're just kind of like random moments of yeah. time, um, like little vignettes the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, really well done. And I like uh, they, Cormac they, McCarthy's the guy that wrote it. But they, they don't even have names. It's just like the boy and the dad or the, the father yeah or whatever. Um, yep. Of course. Um, Cormac writes oh, in a very interesting way. Like he doesn't really use punctuation. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's it's kind of tough to get into if you're not used to that kind. If if you think it's a traditional book, it's not. Yeah, so yeah, so I read the, when I read the road, I thought it was, that it was like okay, that he just wrote it specifically like this for the road. But that's just how he writes in general. Like I, I read right. his yeah, the, all the pretty horses, and it, I was like, wait, there's no like. Didn't he do? Uh... No Country for Old Men, too? Yeah, he did, that that, he did that as well. He's He's got, like... And I feel like the people that have done movies based off of his works, they get... They do get at that nuance. Yeah. You, you know what you're getting into when you read a Cormac McCarthy yeah. book. Although All the Pretty Horses movie is a terrible movie. Don't go, don't see it. Man, I, it's, I don't know if I've seen that one. It's like... And it shouldn't have been. You had Billy Bob Thornton as the director. You had... Um, Matt Damon as the main guy. You had um, Penelope Cruz as the woman. Like you had a legit. Oh yeah, you got cast, a, like a solid cast but there. But the, the, it, it was terrible. It was it was like a made-for-TV lifetime movie, and even that would be pushing it. It's just like, oh man. And this was back when uh, Penelope Cruz was just getting naked for everything. It's like, and they didn't, have, they, didn't <laughs> right. they didn't even have that. It's like, come, give me something to make this movie worth mentioning. Nothing. That was her thing. Nothing. So whatever. Yeah, we'll have to. Maybe we'll remake it, and she'll get naked in it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen her lately. Maybe that's a bad idea. That could be. <laughs> I don't know. But no, I I, I picked the road. It, it looked. Uh, I mean, when I watched it, it was. It's one of those movies that sort of like stayed with you. And especially since, like, just like the savageness that happens. Oh yeah. With people in these like limited resource kind of situations, I feel like that really kind of like uh, touched on it, mm-hmm. got to the root of that kind of an issue. Oh yeah, I mean that that scene where the dad's like showing his son how to like put a gun in his mouth. He's like, if they right. find you, this is what you have to do. This. It's like, jeez. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, you know it. it there's no sure coding it, and you know that that could be a, a situation. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. So, thankfully, the next three movies are not as uh, down <laughs> as those ones were. Not really. Uh, three on the list that I had was the first Matrix movie. Okay. Uh... Just from the standpoint of humanity getting like enslaved and just becoming these like batteries is uh-huh. interesting to me right and the simulation theory i've always liked 
mm. you know, like, are we a simulation or not? And then you got people like Elon Musk that are like saying, like, yeah, we totally are. Uh-huh. It's just a simulation. Uh, philosophically, if you think about it, like, there's lines of thought that say, like, the more advanced civilization gets, you you wouldn't know if you were or a, a simulation from, like, the overlords or whatever. So it was just like a mind trip a little bit mixed in with like, obviously Neo finds out that there's, you know, this dystopian machine ruled kind of like Terminator real world, quote unquote. Right. But then, the, the you know, the matrix underneath it. And I picked it as number three just for because when it, when that movie came out, like it was uh, it was a pretty big deal in like theaters, like people were like raving about this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it holds up necessarily to where we're at, but when I saw it, it was like on par with like Titanic almost with like the type of like, Oh, you got to go see this movie. Oh yeah. Like the special effects were just like that. The, uh, the speed yeah. round special effect was, it was like, what? Like, right. And then just the, the story itself was like, Oh man, this is crazy. And then they had to ruin it with like, sequels <laughs> I know the, sequ- the sequels were were not they they should have just had this one i wish they would have just been boom that's it the matrix and then and then done but yeah just they're making another one now too so yeah i mean why not right yeah, yeah. You, you gotta get uh for as long as we're making money and and not selling buttons and bacon <laughs> the matrixes will get made yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway, the the second one on my list was uh, Fury Road, which okay. I think we've talked about on this podcast before. But as far as like a dystopian like universe, I guess that mm-hmm. movie. I don't know. It's one of the that is one of my favorite movies. That movie might get into a general all time. I would say top ten, maybe five. I think is a little generous, but like. Just in terms of like what they did with how little they had to kind of like work with with the scope, right? I just I I'm fascinated by that movie. I like it. I can turn it on, and it can be background noise, or I can like jump into it. Like I don't really have to pay attention to it, but if you do pay attention to it, there's actually like quite a bit of different layers going on with it. Okay. So I mean, I I dig it. I like that one. Nice. I don't think I've actually seen that one. Uh, Fury Road, the Mad Max one. Oh, pfft. yeah. I'm sorry. I, uh, for some reason, I was thinking. Uh, I was combining it with something else. <laughs> oh, no worries. For some I reason, was like, man, I, I for some reason, I, that. for some reason, I was, I was, I was like picturing Road to Perdition, but something different. And I was just like, uh, oh, hmm. yeah, maybe this I, I, next I one. I don't know That'll why. Right why I was all over the place, but. Um, <laughs> oh, good. So I'm just, I was just trying to follow. I was like, yeah, I've never seen this one. I was like, yeah, you idiot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it was like, there was not even much like dialogue in that movie. It's just, it was just like, it's like the world's, the movie's just one giant car chase, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And yeah. But the performances that get put in that movie are like, they're really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and Charlotte Theron's high, even though she has one arm. <laughs> that's, what I mean. that's what I mean. And, uh, it, and like I said, I can I can zone in and out of that movie, and it doesn't matter because it's still entertainment, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's interesting to me, 
is it can be background noise and still be entertaining and I can dive deeper into like what's actually going on in this weird gas, you know, saturated water deprived world thing. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting too. It's just it's it's so I, it's just uh that and the fact that it's not the first movie that this is like I think the fourth one they came out with, right? Or third one. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was the fourth one. What fourth, is... but either way, like as a sequel, I mean, usually these movies are like old hat at this point, right? And this one came out there and just blew everybody away. Of course, it was made by the same director, I believe, as the original one. Yes, right. So think... Where did he do the other ones or no? Mm, that I can't. I don't know. Tell you, but like. Is this supposed to take place during the same time period? It just this is like on a different in a different area. I don't even know that either. Like I don't know much of anything about the Mad Max universe. I just really liked that movie just from, like I don't know. I just liked it from, and it was like a dystopian esque setting. So I was like, I'm throwing this one on there just yeah. for, just for giggles. Yeah. Oh man, would you include Logan on that? Or was that not, not Logan's not exactly uh, dystopian. I guess there is still society going on. No, I would. Here's why I would. The mutant genome is an interesting thing to kind of think about. And that sort of like resonates with like, you've got people with that mutant genome, people that kind of want to eradicate those mutants. Logan fits this like gritty place in the middle Mm -hmm. with like him trying to uh, help those kids out, those younger, you know, mutants from the people that are trying to like kind of eradicate it. Right. It's like a weird reverse disease situation. Cause like the quote unquote normies see the people like Logan as having this like genetic mutation. They want to eradicate it. Right. And he's kind of like in the middle. Well, I mean, that's the battle. They're saying they're homo superior or whatever. Anyway, it's, it had the grittiness so I would put it in there for sure. Logan was an awesome movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's probably my favorite Marvel superhero movie, honestly. Um, Same here too. I just, I just for like the, to be a swan song yeah. for Jackman is amazing. And I just, I just like the more grounded superhero stuff personally. But um, yep. as for oh, sorry, so the Mad Max, yes, that was Mad Max number four, directed by George Miller. George Miller did direct the other three. And there okay. is a sequel coming out. Um, let's see if it's next year, or at least it's announced as. Um, it's just announced. I heard he was doing another one, but so yeah, so yeah, yeah the same director and uh, Hardy will be back for that movie as well. So Tom Hardy mm, will interesting. be reprising his role. Um. Oh no, it's a prequel. Have you seen the Venom it's, stuff? It's a prequel, not a sequel. Oh, interesting. Oh, that could be cool. Yeah. So that means no Charlie. Do you Stern, like him probably. as as uh? Yeah. Well, maybe before she lost her arm, maybe yeah. we'll see that. Well, I don't think they knew each other, so it'd have to be on separate plane, maybe. George Martin, find a way, find a way to work her into it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But what were you asking about Tom Hardy? 
Uh, the, the Venom stuff. Have you seen that stuff? I haven't actually seen the Venom movie. Like, I heard mixed reviews, and I just didn't get around to see it in yeah. the theater. But I need to catch up, because I, I know, that, like, you have, like, other Sony-based Marvel, like, anti-hero movies coming out. Yeah. Is there two now? Did two Venom movies come out? Um, I know they're working on one. I definitely um, saw one. But they have the... I don't know if the other one actually came out. I don't think it's out yet. Um, but I know that there's the Jared Leto movie where he's a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so Venom 2 is not out yet. And, uh, and yeah, Morbius is coming out first. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, anyway, he's... Hardy is an interesting actor for me. I, I really liked him in Mad Max, uh-huh. but he was like way different as like the uh, um, the Venom character. Okay. Totally blanking on the name of that guy. Eddie Brock, I think, is the name. Anyway, um, I, I, I do like what they're doing, and I, I hope they kind of continue it. Yeah. I like that they're. Uh, it's almost like they're going with like the the darker version of Marvel. It's like they're like, okay, let Disney have the the superhero right. good guy stuff. Right. We're gonna go the flip side. And they can um, have the tights. We'll have uh, the vampires, the weird symbiote alien monster people. Yeah. Which I'm okay with that. I, I like it. I'm yeah. down for that. Like, I'm glad the, th- the Morbius movie actually looks. Interesting. It should be interesting. And then, yeah, like I think we talked earlier, like they have, um, what's his face? Um, Tim Burton, not Tim Burton, um, the dude that played Batman, the original, uh, Michael Keaton. He makes an appearance yeah. in it because, you know, he played the main bad guy in the first Spider Man movie. Right. So, right. And then even one of the other guys that's in prison with them, I guess, is a, a major bad guy too, but I don't remember the, what the his overall name is. Um, I was just watching some video where they're talking about. Um, how it's, they're crossing stuff over. I was like, well, that, that's interesting. I, mean, I think I like that. The whole relationship between Sony and Disney is just weird to me. I just don't get it. it yeah. Like, the Spider-Man is sort of in the MCU, but yet Sony's doing all this stuff with, like, Keaton and uh, Venom and all the other guys. Like, it's it's weird. Uh, Sony has sunk its teeth into holding on to Spider-Man for, like, for... Like, for it all. I mean, if they lose Spider-Man to Disney, it's like, what do they got? Like, what, what's left? They got nothing, man. No. They're, they're like the one holdout yeah. in this, like, sea of just, like, people. They're I, just, I like, sitting there like, no, this is ours, man. I don't know how Disney hasn't been broken up as a monopoly for, at this point, for, like, entertainment I, I purposes. Either. Right. So it's like Between name... ABC, all the sports stuff, yeah. to... uh. Fox to all the other, you know, entertainment yeah, things. Like, own, name yeah. it. Name one Fox. thing they don't own. Yeah. Like, every major movie that comes out now is Disney. Is a Disney proprietary or propriety or whatever. The only thing I can think of is, like, Time Warner. Because you got, like, the DC comic stuff there. But they don't even enter the conversation when it comes to, like, actual mainstream television. Yeah. And, and uh... The DC movies aren't very good. <laughs> no, they're terrible. They, like, I don't know what they're doing over there, but they're they're screwing it up. Yeah, they're not this dark. The DCU is not that dark. Yeah, it's like, it's like they wanted. To, okay, we did a dark Batman. Now everything else needs to be that same vein. It's like uh, you can't really put Superman. I also feel like they're just. 
No, go ahead. I was just say you can't really make Superman that like I don't know. I just don't like. I was never a fan of like the Justice League kind of thing. I liked Batman as as, as his own thing. So as a kid, right. I never really got into the, the 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 superhero bunch, the groups. But I don't know because I just don't think anything really works with Batman. Like you can't put like Superman, who's like per- Mister Perfect at everything, along with Batman. Because like, what's the point? Yeah, don't. Don't try to do it that way. Yeah. I, I think they looked at Brian Singer's X-Men and just tried to build the DCU off of that kind of model. Mm-hmm. Super dark costumes, very moody. And it's it's like, that's not, you guys aren't that. Like, you don't have to be that either. Yeah, yeah. You'd be a good. But uh, anyway, my, my number one, surprisingly enough, with uh, <laughs> the whole Disney conversation that uh-huh. we had. Uh, dystopian reality movie. Mm-hmm. I have. I know I've talked about it before. Wally. Wally uh, made my top. My top dystopian uh, world ended and life as, as we know it changed. That that was my my favorite I didn't one. Even think about it. Wally. Wally is a fantastic. Like yeah, like, and I love that like the the look into the human race three hundred like years a hundred years down the road where everyone's just like fat slobs. I can't like right, they, they right. like devolve, so there's no bone structure in their legs anymore, and <laughs> yeah, like it, it and I, and I get it. It was it, it's more of a consumerism kind yeah. of like play with like the way that it ended up, but it, it it was also like if I think about it, I mean, I just liked what they did with that movie because they took essentially Earth ending, yeah. Humanity's somewhere else getting, you know, fat in these giant chairs and anti-gravity. Uh-huh. And the only thing that's left are just these robots trying to clean up after ourselves. Yeah. Which, you know, the, the way that we're going, man, maybe that'll be it. Yeah. And the fact that you could watch a movie that has literally no talking for the first, like, hour and yeah. 25 minutes. Like, there's no talking. Yes. It harkened back to like that whole silent era without the stupid little cards to like read the dialogue, yeah. which was so interruptive. And 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 I get it. Like they had, they didn't have the technology to actually do. I mean, they could, but not really convey some of the ideas that they could convey. Uh-huh. But here they did it. Like Wally really did it without much dialogue at all. Yeah. Song. One song was like the majority of like that first half of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and you could get like emotion and all that stuff off of, I mean, this robot that's like just off of like beeps and boops. Right. Yeah, and like his uh, little camera eyes, which I thought were genius in terms of character design. Uh-huh. Similar with the way like Eve, uh, or Eva. Oh yeah. Whatever her name was. Yeah. Like the the LCD screen that she had, like that could kind of convey some kind of emotion, but. It was just, it's an interesting thing to do with the movie. Yeah. And uh, I, I was looking at different, you know, again, like it's not a disease movie, but basically Earth gets annihilated right. with our nonsense. And we got to leave and the robots got to like take over and, and there you go. That's what happened. So And, and that part of the movie i mean as lighthearted as it was too i mean i think they did a great job oh, sorry yeah. go ahead i was gonna say well i thought 
when you're when you're uh, talking it up, I thought you're going to go down the Avengers path and say the best movie was the uh, um, <laughs> I thought Infinity about it. War. I thought that I thought that's yeah. where you're going. Endgame? With it. Yeah, Endgame, Endgame. Yeah, yeah. We're like half of humanity is just gone. It, it crossed my mind to make the list. Mm-hmm. The, really, the only reason it didn't is just because it was just so blockbuster, right? It, it was more of, I don't think people saw that coming to him just like snap his fingers and like wipe out half of everything. Right. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely thought about it. Mm-hmm. I, I was definitely like, you could probably put this on this list. Yeah. I think the uh, end game could get on here for sure. So, okay. You're a comic book guy. I got a question. Um, yeah. So in I don't remember which of the movies it was, Doctor. So Doctor Strange has like the time stone or whatever. It's the time stone, right? The green one. I think so. Um, and there's a, a scene where they're fighting this this dude uh, in New York, and he kind of like he basically cuts the thing in half because he he, he like separates them in between two different like times. Oh yeah. So, yeah yeah so yeah. I was why couldn't he do that against Thanos? Like when they got his arm like hanging out, it's like why couldn't he just like cut the guy's arm off while it's extended and uh, just like okay, whoop, his arm's going that right. way and yeah, or his head's going that Thanos way. Gone. Yeah, we just we've just done this. I I have to chalk it up with just like saying that it, it was like uh, if I have to be the Marvel guy, probably mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh well, Doctor Strange. By the time he uh, entered into. Uh, the battle with Thanos, he was depleted and is, you know, whatever the heck. Like, that's that's probably a typical answer you're going to get from fanboys for that fight. Right. But it's got to be oversight, man. it got to be. Right. It's got to be that they, they worked that into Doctor Strange's movie where he did this and, like, sliced somebody in half in different dimensions. Mm-hmm. And totally, like... Did not think of it for the Thanos fight. Oh, I'm sure they're like, this would be this looks so should've. cool. And then when Thanos it totally should have, yeah. Well, I feel like, uh, especially once you start introducing, I mean, in the uh, yeah, in Endgame, once you start in- introducing like time travel into stuff, then it's like uh, you-, you open up a can of worms with, I mean, all sorts of potential. I mean, realistic, like, oh, that could be different. That what? That doesn't make you know. You could really most time travel movies you could poke holes into if you wanted to. And plus, like, if if I remember right, like, I don't. Do we know it was the time stone when he did that? The green one. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, I feel. I th- I think. I maybe think, because I feel like the Doctor Strange movie had already been established before, um, the next movie where he actually cuts the guy in half. Okay. Okay. So because, maybe that's because in the straight yeah, in the strange movie he gets um, in like that continual loop with the bad dude. Um, right, that's right. Was. Um, uh, yeah, I think the uh, him because yeah, like Thanos is coming to like New York because there's like a, a couple different stones. I I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen. It it's been ones. yeah, it's been some time for me too. But I I think honestly, I, like to me, I just I I think it was probably writer oversight. Right. Where they they like you said, it was gonna look cool. And then later on that down the line, they're like, "Well, we could have just done that there." Yeah, I mean, that would have been cool too. Yeah, could have well, saved maybe millions of people. Doctor <laughs> Strange, billions. I am kind of looking forward to the uh, the Black Widow movie. 
it looks good. I like it. Yeah. Um, for various reasons, ScarJo <laughs> is definitely one of the one of the names that would have been in the uh, in the Fallout shelter with me. Oh when yeah, we did and, that Fallout. You know, if we could pick out our quarantine partners. Okay. <laughs> she's definitely she's definitely in the running still. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, maybe you. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just barely. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, it looks good. I, I've always liked the Black Widow. Um, it seems like it's got some humor in there, too. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it's the Russian Captain America. Yeah. Who I think it's called the Red Guardian. He looks like just some fat backwoods. Yeah, the dude from know, guy. Uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. He looks good. Uh, the Black Widow story in general, so it's been kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be... There's a great anybody looking to kind of get into the Black Widow that never has. Uh, Mark Wade did an excellent like um, twelve issue series with uh, this man. Who's the artist on this? Uh, it's a guy named Chris Samney. And it was it was great. It was espionage, uh, classic, almost like noir style art, all centered around um, Natasha Romanoff's character. It was good. Okay. It's really good. I could dig that. Yeah. So I'm I don't know. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm down for that. This comes out uh, May. A couple think. months from now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it kind of kicks off May. the summer. Freaking theaters better not be quarantined. Yeah. Yeah. They already. Oh yeah, Disney might because they need that China money, man. Disney's they do. all about selling their soul to China. So uh Or you know what? Just throw it on Disney Plus and give reason people a reason to buy that again. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, you know, you guys didn't really think this one through. You put the Mandalorian no. on, and then you didn't have anything to come up after that. It's like why am it's I the only thing you had. Like, the like, only thing you had. It's like you, you needed to have another streaming thing, like another show. That people wanted to pay for. Yeah, on deck. Yeah. Some original content. That's how Netflix survived it. Yeah. They started doing their own stuff. Yeah. It's like Netflix, I mean, Netflix created the streaming thing, so they had a little leeway, and they had no competition at the time. And now at least they have like new, like a new show pops like every week. And it's like, oh, I mean, a lot of times it's new stuff you don't even know about it. But um, yeah, Netflix at least, I mean, of course, eventually Netflix is going to have to run completely off of its own material. And then it'll it, probably it is, and then it'll get bought by Disney. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then they'll Then, yep, it'll happen. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I had I had nothing to add <laughs> for um, those movies. I was just uh, it's a weird category, man. Yeah, I, thought... I, I had a weird time, like even just putting together five. Man, when we were when we were talking about this beforehand, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll come up with some great ones." And I was like, "Yeah, it seemed like, I was like yeah, easy." Shoot, I got nothing that I've actually seen. Like I, no <laughs> crap. That's why I had to back into the ones I backed into. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is a an interesting for as like common of a trope it is. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that I was like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely in there." Yeah, but like I had to dig around and back into stuff. It was. Uh, it wasn't as like easy as some of the other ones we thought about. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? So out of the and I didn't want to do the basic stuff like you know what what whatever. Just insert some stupid disease here. They're all the same. That's, oh, that yeah. was what I was all running into. Are like, I was like yeah, they're all the same. This is a rehash of the last one. 
Yeah. So I, I wanted a mix of like this is different because of this. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no. So out of your three contagion alcohols, which is uh what was your what's your favorite? Man, so it's a uh, Go Juice eliminated itself like right off the <laughs> right bat. Right out of the gate. That was a, that was a terrible beer. The Basquatch, the hazy IPA, as weird as that is, that was kind of enjoyable. I don't know if it was enjoyable because I just had finished an 11% ABV beer before that, right. and it didn't matter what Basquatch tasted like. Uh-huh. So I got to give it to Backwoods Bastard as the most um, complete, like well-rounded, well-thought-out beer. Nice. Like this was a good beer. This is a decent beer. Basquatch for a hazy IPA. It didn't really, like I said, it, it's got a cool can. It, it won in the can aspect. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, for mine, um, I don't know. Like, you know, I like the black. I mean, the Bellhaven black. It's always just a nice, nice one. But I feel like for my mood presently, it's a little warmer out. Um, I wish I would have chilled it more. But I might go with the Italian uh, hard cider, man. Nice. Wow. The Dark Horse Candidate. Yeah. Coming out of, yeah, it would have been, like, if I would have guessed ahead of time, that would have been number three out of the three. But um, it was just a nice, it was chilled. Um, again, I should have, I wish I would have cooled it for longer. But, I mean, it's almost 7% ABV. You definitely can't taste it. It's, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, it's a nice, uh, reminding you that summer is on the way and hopefully we will be able to go outside. Um, there you go. <laughs> right. Right. And we will Dig cross it. our fingers that uh coronavirus is not a thing in the fall and they shut down college football. Because then <laughs> right. then Oh man. Sweet Jesus. You, we got, then, then we got an issue. You're gonna start seeing what we talked about earlier. Yeah. It's gonna be a mess. Then it's gonna you, be a mess, man. You will have riots. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean Yeah. So but anyways, that is uh, that's all I got for right now, man. It's <laughs> all I got, man. I I hope uh, this is you know bringing a little bit of a, a relief, content-wise, for whoever wants to stumble upon us. Yeah, something to listen to while you're not doing whatever. Watching you're... sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So put it in the car while you're just driving around, like looking for like like. A backyard basketball game to like bet on or something like that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and for idiots, tell us we're idiots. Yeah. I'm okay to hear that. Yeah, that yeah, that's totally fine. But uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be as long between episodes. Um, yeah, no kidding. Now, we'll but... try to get uh, on onto a more regular schedule moving forward. Yeah, and plus, you know, we don't have sports either to watch, so we got nothing else to do. <laughs> We've got nothing else to do, man. Uh, so yeah, Chris, you got anything else to add? That's it. No, so, no. All right. So yeah, for myself and for Chris, um, if you could like, subscribe, do all that good stuff, we'd really appreciate it. It'll help spread the word, and um, it'll help get things in line for when we get our next project up and running. But um, so yeah, again, for myself and for Chris, y'all just take it easy. See ya. Sometimes the things we want most are the hardest to get. That means you have to be even more determined to succeed. But that's what it takes to be a winner. You have to want it bad enough to stick with it no matter how tough things get. 
that things got pretty tough for us down in Florida with the deadly dolphins. <laughs>